comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. What is wrong with giving tree here? Well, he don't know talking good like me and you. So his vocabulistics is limited to I and M and Groot. Exclusively in that order. Episode 376. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode: We are Groot. Ticket out. Yeah. Welcome back to that same old place that you left. Much as I like this song, I don't know the words. Welcome back to the half hour wasted program. It's good to have you back. You were in the right decade. It's good to be back. I just that right there. Mm-hmm. Just I just spent a buck twenty nine just for that. Wow! Wow! Just for that. Wow! Sucker! Totally yeah, worth it. No, I'll I'll put it on my iPad. That's odd. Frank and I come from different sides of the fence on this. <laughs> Frank, Frank, uh, Frank derides your uh, your your use of a buck twenty nine for that. I'll put uh, it on. I my I applaud it. That's okay. So uh, yeah, it'll be worth it. Hey Frank, how much did that shirt cost you? Oh, the shirt. Uh huh. Yeah, you could you. You could have saved that money, and you just be uh, topless right now. You know now. what? Yeah. Here we go, baby. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, show you yeah. my anchor tattoo. Okay, now right we need now. we need another song. Now it's shirtless friend. You know, I don't, I don't. Uh, it's mostly saxophone. Shirtless friend. Shirtless friend. And, and uh, I don't think we've ever seen guitar. Frank shirtless. Uh, There's a reason. Third nipple. Third nipple. Third nipple. Like okay. Matthew Perry. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Really? It's more of a nubbin. <laughs> is that the one he milks with? I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? That's that's, that's a good question. I think um, people don't ask that question often enough. Welcome to Half Hour Wasted 376. Wow. Wow. We're back for our this summer is, episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is welcome to the August episode. <laughs> so let's uh so since we're all on summer vacation, have we uh have we trained people to accept it that it's just the way it is? Let's, uh, That's let's why I'm saying it right up front. We don't know when we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back one of these days. But don't be prepared. Yeah, I mean, be prepared. Just don't set Send your watches emails. to it. Okay, <laughs> that would that would be uh, that'd be bad. So what did you do your summer vacation? Um, let's talk summer vacation. I've been a- avoiding Ebola all summer. Unfortunately, I think Brad has brought into the house. Well, I I was sick good. for like four days last week, and I had oh, residual okay. uh, drainage. Yes, and it's back to the old clearing of the throat. I've got bit. A, I've got a Claritin. That's an old chestnut I've been oh, banging back. <laughs> Are you, are you going to give us your theory of the Brontosaurus following that? No, no, no. I'm you know not what? even sure we, what that means. We had we had something. Oh, scared. dude! Yeah, come on, I, know, I just I'm gave just, you a softball. I know. No, I'm. 
<laughs> now wait, we might as well use this opportunity, even though we have a schedule <laughs> to talk about. Uh, we can rearrange the schedule. Okay. What is that nonsense? It's in your pocket. He takes his headphones off, stands up, looks around, and goes, That's Is that right, your daughter? And he says, <clears throat> Hello, Zoe. We're recording, Zoe. God, how are you doing? Even from across What's the... What's up? Even from Hi. across the... The border? The border. She's still bugging. Yeah. We got emails, right? Why don't you just get them up, get them ready. We'll wait for Bill to finish yeah, the call. It's queued up. All right. Her what? <laughs> how many emails did we get Sorry, while we were out? One. <laughs> It's not, it's not counting the one from me saying test, test, does our no, account work? No, it's not that one. <laughs> Bill has left the room. Bill has left the building. Mm-hmm. So this is on the DL? par for the course, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a normal cool. thing. Yeah, I'll walk away. Um, so how's it going? Yeah, going well. Yeah. Hey, Brad. Yeah. We're talking. Oh, gosh. It's like, like the you. old days, isn't it? <laughs> it's like you and me. And... and uh, and Flash, he's here in spirit. Yeah. Ghost, spirit Flash. Yeah. Ghost. He's here in spirit. In fact, he hates it when we talk about him because he can't really, uh, okay, he can't really um, chip in, but he just... <laughs> <laughs> speaking of dogs, speaking of dogs, so we, we all know Stinky Nancy, right? Yes. She went to the Netherlands. She's going to be traveling soon, and she had to get a, uh, a passport for her dog. Or as I said, or as I called it, a pause port. Yes. So what's going on? Is the, we having company? So did I miss anything? <laughs> what did Zoe tell you? Kinda We're on the freeway. Like yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Zoe, why are you driving? <laughs> um, no, someone who has a credit card who should be more responsible uh, left it next to the sink, and so they're coming back to get it. Bummer. <laughs> So Sage left his Texaco credit card mm-hmm. right there by the sink. No, he, he left his uh, Amex black. <laughs> just because you painted so it said, black, look, don't just make come it back. Black. Yeah, I know. Spray paint uh, does fool the vendors almost every single <laughs> time, though. Sorry. What was that okay, for? Um, that, was, that was not let, me. Let's no. read all those emails we got. I thought you said we were going to talk about the other things well, since he brought he it up. Then it, it kind of reset the... Yeah, reset. We have emails? <laughs> we have... An email. While you were gone, he says, how many emails did we get during uh-huh. our hiatus? And I said, one. One. And one that doesn't email. count the one I sent. And it doesn't even count because it's from a fellow podcast. Is it from, oh, okay, I thought maybe it was No, of Frank. course it counts. Dear, half hour wasted. Hello, how are you? Blah, 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 and so forth. <laughs> I'll give you, we'll give you half credit yes, for that. Yes, actually it is. Uh, this is uh, our good friend, John. Yay! Hello, John. I have not written or called in a while, but I felt it necessary to make you aware of this. And he provided a link to yeah. something called Biscoff Spread. Okay. Let me finish. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I know what that okay, is. Okay, listen. Hang on. As lovers of Nutella, you must try this yesterday. Really? It's like they blended rainbows and unicorn parts. It's magically delicious. I just ate a whole jar while typing this email. I should probably check the label for its nutritious value and caloric content. Just kidding. LOL. L-M-F-A-O. I-M-H-O colon parentheses. <clears throat> Lots uh, of love. Look, Biscoff, I'm looking at their website now. Biscoff okay. spread is the irresistible, spreadable treat made from Biscoff cookies. You'll love the sweet, creamy mm. European spread as an alternative to nut butters <laughs> and chocolate no, spreads. No, stop the show. I will not. I'm done with us working blue all the time. <laughs> hey, this it's is, the hey, website. It's not, this is not okay. 
This you is want not me a, to I, go back I will and do the rest of this podcast under protest. You want me to read that sentence without giggling? Like you could. Okay, I will. You'll love the sweet, creamy European spread as an alternative to nut butters. And cho- <laughs> now, he's the one that's left. And chocolate spreads. It's the only spread made with original Biscoff cookies. Now, I got to tell you about the first time I had a Biscoff cookie. It's made in Belgium. <laughs> it's made in Belgium. Yeah. So this is similar to Nutella? No, it is not. It looks yeah, like I Nutella. Have cackled like a witch there. That's weird. So Biscoff cookies are these dry, very dry, yeah. sweet yes. cookies with cinnamon in them. Okay, they're so oh. good. The first time I had Ooh. them was on a flight. The um, there it must have been around Christmas. Better than peanuts. Uh, the stu- yes, Ooh. the stewardess. She is that when you went to Germany? Package. Ooh, no, <clears throat> I forgot where I was going. But she handed me Tulsa. one. Tulsa. I dunked it into coffee. Uh-huh. I tasted it. It was like magic. Angels. It was like. Well, what did Johnny describe? Uh, rainbows, rainbows, and, and unicorns. I think you use the phrase "angel like tears." Angel tears. Yeah. I mean, it tasted just like an angel. I'm sure is wow. if angels had taste. Yeah. But anyway, and but it it was so good that when the stewardess came back, I said, "May I have another, please?" Did you say? <laughs> yeah. Can say, I have some more? Pardon me, sir. So she did, <laughs> and she Can told me they're in the Sky Mall magazine. So I looked Did at you order it? some? Oh, yeah. So I yeah. got to order these on freaking <laughs> line, huh? Well, okay. I didn't order it from Sky Mall, but I tore the page out. When I got home, I ordered some. And I got, <laughs> some, and I got some. So freaking good. Since then, you, they, you can now get them in your upscale the, uh, stores. Okay. Like what is it flavored? Ooh. Is it like a cinnamon flavor? It's like a dry cinnamon. Okay. Gin, it's like a, it has a texture of a, of a ginger crisp or ginger snap, but no ginger in it. Okay. Cinnamon, light, so it's buttery. Oh my gosh, Ooh, butter in it. Butter is good. Butter may, butter is butter is the dairy of bacon. Mm. It's the dairy equivalent of bacon. Everything goes better with a lot of butter on it. Everything. That is accurate. St- waffles, mm-hmm. steaks, <clears throat> more butter. You see what I mean? And and other butters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my uh, my hot tip to all those of you out there is to a buy real butter. Don't buy that margarine crabola, and um, you know what? Leave it out. Leave it out on your counter. Just leave it out on your counter. Who cares? If the cats lick it. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. B i s c o f f dot com. Johnny is wow, right. Wow, that's that's almost phonetic. You know, I will I will find some one day. I will bring it in. We will taste it. Okay. Because I know I've seen it in stores before, and it's decadent. Continuing on, he says, I also like to say that while I thoroughly enjoy Frank's random audio files, don't we all? Mm-hmm. I do hope you guys will put your big boy podcasting pants on soon and get back behind the microphones. A lot of crazy crap is going down in the geek world, and everyone wants to hear your thoughts. For instance, then he lists a few. Good. We just briefly, briefly, briefly. touch on them. What like, did you all no, think of the Batman can't. Superman footage from San Diego Con? I did not see it. I tried uh, to find it, but I can't. I saw a grainy. Mm-hmm. A grainy thing. Didn't see it. Um, <laughs> Batman's armor looks like it's right out of uh, Dark Knight Returns. Really? I, uh, I heard your. Nice. I saw your comments in the email chain. That <laughs> I, I liked what you had to say about it. And as much as I didn't care for Man of Steel, seeing Superman yeah. float through the clouds, through the the bat mm. signal in the cloud, and approach him like this with glowing red eyes mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Nice. So I wish I had seen it, but it was take. I think it, it got yeah. posted up and then quickly taken down, and yeah. I didn't get to the link. I didn't get to it fast enough either. What new TV shows will you be watching this fall? Uh, wow. The Flash. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I bought a Flash the T-shirt Arrow. today. Did you? That's not a new shirt. Yeah. But um, I did buy a Flash T-shirt today because my other one was too big since I shedded all those poundages. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. you have slimmed down. Where are you down to? Three fifty. Yeah. 
350. Nice. You're looking good. You've been giving your pounds to me, which I don't Do some like. Half. I'm not, not happy about that. Are you all ex- as excited about Hot Tub Time Machine 2 as I am? No. Um, I saw the trailer, and I'd I, have to say yeah, because the first one was really funny. I, uh, I sat there one night on my back porch, and I watched on my phone, mind you, the first 20 minutes of Hot Tub Time Machine, and then I said, I think I'm good. I, I liked it. I thought then, it was I, fun. then I walked not, inside and I did I'm something not in my anti life. Anti. Let me see hot Craig tub, Robinson. Yeah, I'm not anti hot tub time machine. I just have not seen hot tub time machine, and I don't want to be able to get lost in the plot and not know what's happening. Hey, in hot uh, time machine. But dude, too. hey, <laughs> we're not going to be able to see hot tub time machine too until we see hot tub time machine. Right, hey, Frank. It's like it's like world. But you really? can't call it, huh? There's some of that in there. <laughs> some some yeah. what? Yeah, you know. Uh, and finally. <laughs> John says, please update us on the status of Escalete. Uh, I fear he may have been deported. Escalete is around. I saw him the other day. He comes and goes when he pleases. Yeah. He's still your roommate, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. <clears throat> he's lazy, but uh, he's here. I'm not sure what he does with his free time. Brad. I miss Escalete because he was, he was a, good, he was a good, good guy. Brad, I need some butter. That's, uh, that's a pretty good impression. I it's need not that quite for my there, off. Maybe we'll hear from him sometime. Uh, he says, that's all the pos- podcasting gold I can give you guys for now. I hope to talk to you all soon. You're welcome, John. That was gold. <laughs> yes. <you> John. Yes. <laughs> that worked. What's next, Frank? So on the Allenda, how about some Monty Python <clears throat> live, mostly? Three of us got to go we to, could the, do that. to the rebroadcast of the Monty Python live Open parentheses, mostly closed parentheses. Is that what it is? Yeah. And you know what? I I, um, I actually meant to bring my recorder that night, and I thought we could record a little bit of audio. Yeah. But I didn't bring it. Well, so but that's why we, we'll we were too busy it. enjoying it and not and not. It was uh, the remaining yeah. five members of Monty Python. They got together and for the first time in what thirty years, I think. Thirty four years since Live at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh wow! In and 1980. they performed on stage in London for ten nights, and they rebroadcast one of the nights. Um, several different times, and apparently they're doing it again tonight. Yeah, they're doing it tonight. <laughs> but it was fun. I, I enjoyed seeing all those guys together. And Of course, Graham Chapman wasn't there, so John Cleese did a lot of Graham Chapman roles, which Bill said made sense because they were writing partners. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah the, um, <laughs> the old urban legend is that uh, um, you can kind of tell who wrote, the, uh, who wrote the skits when you're watching Monty Python because uh, uh, Cleese and Chapman were a pair and uh, Idle and uh, Palin were a pair. And the uh, skits that were kind of abstract and just weird, like uh, Confuse a Cat, that's definitely Eric Idle and, and Michael Palin. Cheese Shop is definitely Cleese and Chapman. You can tell because uh, Cleese and Chapman do what they, uh, what Cleese, I believe, called the thesaurus skits. Basically, you pull the thesaurus out, and you, you know, argument sketch, uh, cheese shop, uh, dead parrot. You know, Funny. when 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 the the whole point of the action is to just punt, you know, punch yeah. the same punchline over and over again using synonyms. The funny thing about those three skits is that Graham Chapman may have written them, but he wasn't in them. It was Michael Palin. Yeah, in all three of those. Yeah, it is weird. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. There was uh, some, you know, uh, Graham Chapman's been dead a while, so they played some old stuff. But thank from goodness the show. for that. I that did hear. Nice. I did learn some news about Graham Chapman. Yeah, because you know how we were theorizing that that one of those those dancers may have been his son. Yeah. Yes. Uh, somebody told me that Graham Chapman was openly gay. He was. Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. So and he was an alcoholic. Oh, okay. Massive. Yeah. But so, raging so I didn't, alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. 
So I didn't realize. So you know, chances are, did he ever? T- hey, did he ever have a I wife? Mean, he, I mean, I, it could have happened. I'm, I'm sure. But. I'm fairly certain I know uh, a gay man who's uh, married with two children. Oh, I yeah. So I know too. Um, it can happen. Mm. I'm not talking about Bill. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was. Anyway. <laughs> Um, hey. It was fun. I, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I think the three of us had a good time. Well, because of that, I went out and I ordered online. I guess I didn't go out. I just went online, but I ordered a penguin for my television, and now I have a penguin on my TV. You, you actually Yay! bought that? You actually ordered? Uh, has it exploded yet? No, it has not exploded. I hope it's not an expensive television. Because it's going to happen. <laughs> no, but it was an expensive uh, penguin, I'll tell you that much. Where'd you get it oh. from? Uh, Amazon? Antarctica. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. What does it do? Does it just sit there? It just sits there. It does was, it have my it was, Python? Indicia on it? Or? Well, I, I was trying to find one that was of good dimensions. You know, they, all of them are either really, really big or really, really small. It's not an officially okay. licensed product? No. Okay. This was about this tall, about, uh, what's that, seven, eight inches? So, yeah. And it's just sitting on top of my television. And does this penguin eat ants? No. It's probably a penguin, then. <laughs> Could be a penguin. Yeah. Chances are getting better and better it's actually um, a penguin. They had a lot of... Uh, <laughs> Twists. And, and luckily, it's a flightless bird, so you don't have to worry about it just leaving on you. Yes, yeah. exactly. You can leave the windows open. <clears throat> Who cares? They had a lot of twists in the familiar yeah. skits. In fact, they started the parrot sketch and did a medley of sorts and yes. went directly into the cheese shop bits and then I mean, back down, to the pet store. I mean, wasn't that down shop. to them like spinning flats <laughs> and taking props in and off the stage uh, uh, during the transitions, right? I thought they were just Wish I'd only sitting on the same. Seen it a second time. I thought they were on the same sketch. Maybe I'm thinking of something. No, else. they they were on the same sketch. The parrot shop and the cheese shot. They just kind of. It was the same background the whole time. Yeah, yeah. They Maybe were just using. They just went into yeah. the dialogue. That was funny. Now, uh, from I my sniffed taste, so much glue before that much show. Dancing. I don't really remember much. There was a lot of singing and dancing. I liked the singing, but there was a little too much dancing for. Me. It what, took me. What about the dancing nuns? Frank? No, the dancers were beautiful. I'll give you that. Even the men, they were all hot. All right, I'm okay. not afraid to say that. I think we know who Brad was talking about now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just went on at times. It's just a little too long for me. It was, was it, there. There be it became a, a, a pretty discernible pattern that they were going to do a sketch, and then uh, chances were about were about uh, two out of three that they were going to do a dance number with a song and dance number. Sure. When they didn't, they would run an interstitial, uh, like an old sketch from Monty Python. Because they were obviously making set changes. Right. Yes. Absolutely. So um, it was. It was kind of interesting, but you got you get to the point where there became a real rhythm to it, and you kind of almost knew it was coming next. You didn't know what the order was. You, we didn't have a set list. Um, actually, I've got a set list right in front of me. Well, they started. I know that they started the show with my very favorite Monty Python <laughs> skit, the Four Yorkshiremen. Yes. Who'd have thought thirty years ago we'd be sitting here? In fact, they changed it and they said sitting here doing Monty Python live. No doubt. Yeah, that was fun. The four, the three of us, and Dennis did a. <laughs> our own rendition of that a while back. Do you guys remember that? Yes. Yes. The three of us did our best Monty Python accents, but Dennis was like the the Asian guy of the group. Yeah, he, he the Asian guy who couldn't do yeah. Monty Python. Right. He didn't. Speaking, uh, speaking of he which, didn't own it. Dennis, I need to get you your Veronica Mars DVD. Dennis well, doesn't a, listen. He called to tell me he specifically wouldn't be listening to the next episode. Bit God. of a non sequitur there. Um. Yeah. So. What I thought was most interesting about uh, this little Monty Python mostly live was that uh, we did not get one original new sketch. There wasn't. 
I really one? think there was. Well, the, you and I, uh, we were uh, we were kind of co- we had our heads cocked to the side like dogs, going oh at the end of it because neither you or I remembered seeing the uh, the penultimate supper sketch before with I, Michelangelo and the Pope. Yeah, and I know the, the painting of the I Last Supper. That might have been new. Well, they said that uh, that was uh, performed at the Hollywood Bowl. Okay. Um, so <laughs> it wasn't it, on the television. Show. It was new. It was it was never in an episode, and it was new-ish compared to Monty Python. The albatross. That's they did right. That bit, which was funny. albatross. They did that in the in the Hollywood Bowl also. So they uh, uh, they didn't do anything new, which I, I was really kind of surprised at. I figured they would give us at least one new thing. You could consider some of the changes they made new. Yeah. Like, well, in, in this day and age, though, I mean, you know. It's like, okay, Paul McCartney's got a new album coming out. Yeah. Okay, you know, here comes the Rolling Stones, whatever. You know, acts who are acts who've been around for thirty or forty years, you often wonder, why can't you recapture some of that old magic? You know, what Paul McCartney wrote all these songs. He knows whatever formula he used. Now that formula may have been a, a lot of nineteen sixties medications, if you will. Um, that he's probably not using now, but how is it? You know, how can you write a song that was that, that was absolutely uh, defining a generation? You know, a generation ago, and you just cannot reclaim that past magic. Um, it makes you wonder. You know, wh- how would a, you know if Monty Python tried? You know, well, how great would this be if you get Monty Python or Steve Martin or Bill Cosby or, or you know some of the old time greats? to come back and give us a brand new set, even if it was just a half hour or something. It doesn't have to be two hours, but if they give us a half hour set, could they reclaim, you know, could it be as, as biting and cutting edge? I think the answer is for the most part, no. Um, if, if you were, if but you but I think they meaning could of life, uh, yeah. meaning of life was, was all new material. And oh, I yeah. would say for the most part, it, there's not really a classic skit. In there, well, there's some funny oh, skits. Well, there's some now, funny skits. big the, words there, Rincon. I would say the uh, Bing! that one and the uh, come on, Mr. Creosote. Mr. Creosote is waffle. Thin. I mean, yes. it's a waffle thin. That's that was a part of that was the lexicon there for <laughs> yeah. quite and a while. I, and, I, and I'll give you those two out of yeah out of all the other skits, which are all funny, and, uh, but just just you know they just. I mean, I, as you get older, it seems like, and this is it with musicians and stuff like that. They just they just lose that magic a little bit. Yeah, they get older. They they realize that maybe things aren't as they they miss the drama of being younger. Well, and it's interesting because you know with with a, a young artist, whether it's a singer or a comedian or a band or whatever, uh, you kind of figure that first album uh, is though that is that is the stuff that their muse has been shoving into their brain pans uh, their entire life up to that point. And so uh, for me, the the crux is always how's the second album. You know, how's the second output from this artist? And uh, that's the one that tells you whether they're a product of inspiration or a product of a process. And, uh, you know, there are a number of bands out there who had one great album and they could never follow it up. Uh, there are plenty of instances of, of bands who got better, you know, as they went along. Um, shoot, I'm still trying to, uh, um, you know, even the Pixies just put an album out uh, back in the spring. Uh, a few months ago, and uh, as a, a Pixies apologist, um, yeah, I've got it, and some of it's amazing, um, but it just doesn't grab me uh, the way 
those albums did back in the uh, the late eighties and early nineties. And and so I, I just you kind of wonder, you know, could they even do original material if they wanted to? Now what they did do is they took a lot of old sketches and they modified, as Brad said, or they added to them. Uh, there's which a, I think uh, is really smart. Which, which is clever, because it's a way to give the audience something new um, without having to really put yourself out on a limb. And that, that's the main thing. I, I, I don't know why they didn't try to give us anything new. Is it because they put this together so fast they didn't have time to try and focus group it? And They've had 30 yeah. years to come up well, with something you, new. You and I know that. But, but how long was it from, hey... We need to do Monty Python mostly live on stage at the O2 Arena for ten performances, and the first date actually arriving. Was it? Was it two months? Was it six months? Was it two years? I, I don't know. I think it was a a relatively short amount of time between conception and performance. So there may not have been time to have you know. But but then again, you know, they used to uh, write you know thirty minutes worth of uh, skits, uh, darner every week. So you know, we know that. You know, they definitely, you know, they have the process. As we just said, you know, Cleese and, and Chapman would literally open up a thesaurus and they would create a skit based off of that. You know? Um, well, I mean, and, 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 uh, did anybody even know there was, you know, Jarlsberg or, uh, uh, you know, was it uh, was the goat cheese? Yeah, was, it, was that goat cheese, the Venezuelan beaver cheese? That was it? Yeah. Venezuelan I didn't even know there was Venezuelan beaver, Venezuelan beaver cheese. cheese. Apparently there is. Winsdale? Yes. Yes. Uh, ironically enough, the most famous example of the thesaurus skit uh, probably didn't actually get those uh, items out of the thesaurus because I doubt that if you looked up cheese in a thesaurus, it would have Wensleydale and Venezuelan beaver uh, listed there. Yes, because those are not synonyms. But you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, did you find something inappropriate, Frank? Yeah, it's a hundred percent inappropriate. Sorry, and that's that's one thing that that's a little bit of a shame is that a lot of uh, what we're talking about, um, a lot of what we're talking about, um, we uh, we kind of can't uh, tell <laughs> because I think the the song that they changed the most, they added a second and a third verse to, um, and it's a song about. Isn't it awfully nice to have a something? Dingus. Yes. Uh, that that was neat how they added. And then they added. They well, added bum it, well, and coochie. Well, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, they they uh, they practiced uh, uh, sexual equality as the second verse was, isn't it awfully nice to have a woohoo? And then the third was, isn't it awfully nice to have a bum? And uh, that became, of course, a, a large song and dance production as about half of, of the night's uh, output did. <laughs> Um, but there's, uh, man, I'm, I haven't looked for it, but the end of, uh, geez. And I thought I, I thought I had it here, but, uh, um, I think it was the end of nudge, nudge, which was very good. Yes. Uh, but in between nudge, nudge and blackmail in the second act, they had this uh, little song and dance number that was basically a dance remix of nudge, nudge, which absolutely made me crazy with, with joy and delight. And uh, that's one of those where it's like, I wish I could watch that about a half dozen times uh, right now, because I would. I would stop this podcast. I would go watch TV for a half hour if I could, because that's how that's how, uh, um, you know, dedicated I am to Monty Python and the craft. Oh, the typewriter song. That's a college 
I thought no, that's the Liberty no. Bell March. This is the, the typewriter type, song. The typewriter song is something else, I think. Is it? Yeah. The typewriter uh, song is what Jerry Lewis used to. What play. do you want about? I thought this was a, a college. Uh, it is not. Fight no. song. No, sir. Okay. You look up the typewriter song. All right. <clears throat> you look up. All said and done, I'm glad to have lived in the time. Uh, that I could enjoy the Monty Python yes. phenomenon. Oh, you suck, man. It's the Liberty Bell March. Well, what the heck is the typewriter song? Type up the put in the typewriter song. No. Well, you know what? I own the typewriter song. Give me a moment. I will go to Google Music. And I was about to say, uh, I want to know what the heck the typewriter song is, too. Oh. See, we're taking a trip now to... And they played that. The wonderful that was a big song Hendrys. and dance number. <laughs> yeah. This is the one they started with that that just made me so happy. It's the thing the four of us did that one time. Oh, very possible. Oh. Very possible. Oh. Be the result. Nothing like a good you know, glass of Chateau Le Chasseur or Age of Very right there, Obadiah. <laughs> They've got na- to- names like. Obadiah and Terry Desai. Terry Jones at, uh, <laughs> exaggerated his speech patterns even more. Yeah, lick lick street clean with tongue. Yeah, <laughs> lick raw clean with tongue. He didn't use many articles. No. I couldn't help but notice. And uh, you know, I think that's uh, funny. Lick raw oh, clean for your enjoyment, tongue. Bill. Yes. Thank you. Uh. <sighs> what? Jerry Lewis did a skit to this. I'm not a Jerry Lewis fan. <laughs> that that is not where I. I Apparently, don't, you I don't are. Know. Are we recording? Yeah. By the way, I'm. Um, yeah. You sure? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not very good at this sure. game. I'm really sorry sure. about that. Okay. This is our best episode in a month. <laughs> you know what? Um, yeah. What's next on the top list? five? This is top one. Oh, just briefly, I have. Taken Ashley to several concerts, five or so together. And which one's your Ashley? You got two kids. Uh, Ashley's the nineteen-year-old. Okay. Allison is fifteen, and I have never been able to take her to a show. Well, I should have put you on why? the spot because you have two, two, the smart one, yeah, and the not smart one. Which one? Which is one's it? the smart one? <laughs> Comedian Brian Regan uh, talks. He was talking about his kids once. He goes, "Yeah, we've got two wonderful kids, and uh, a third one." And uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> So Allison and I have been waiting for months to go to the Paramore Fallout Boy concert last night in Dallas. Paramore is her favorite band. Uh, we got there and taped up to the bars at the Starplex, Jackson Energy. Oh my gosh! It was an outside concert. It was at the outside, yeah. Oh. But it rained, so it was nice. Okay. And anyways, in big block letters, Paramore will not perform tonight. And I looked at her, and she was like. What? Oh. It's her favorite band. She's been waiting for months. I Long story short, the lead singer uh, had a throat infection. The doctors wouldn't let her sing. They had to cancel the previous night's show in Corpus Christi. Oh, really? Yeah. So she goes, Daddy, I like Fall Out Boy 2. We're going to stay, right? I said, yeah, we're going to stay. Okay. So she ended up getting two Paramore shirts because Dad felt really horrible. Oh. That she couldn't see her favorite yeah. band. Yeah. But we had a good time. We sat. We had seats, covered seats. Not out there in the lawn. Yes, not with the grain unwashed. The rain yep. came. It was of biblical proportions, the rain and the storm and the oh, lightning yeah. and the thunder and the and the, all that. <laughs> uh, everybody in the grass stormed past the ticket takers and went up underneath. Okay. 
to uh, to keep dry. Good for Luckily, the, power. The, the two of us had actually had seats, you know. Nice. I was getting ready to fight some 16-year-old, 15-year-old kids and get them out of my seat. Punk hey, mister. Hey, I paid for these seats, punk. Yeah. Anyways, we had a Sometimes nice time. You have to do that. And for me, the highlight of the moment was their second to last song. They said, we got two more songs for you. Right now, we're going to play the best effing song ever written. And they started in a cover of Michael Jackson's Beat It. And nice. it was spot okay. on. It was perfect. Wow. And cool. she looked at me like, this awesome, Daddy. I'm like, yeah, it is. I'm cool, Dad. And then, anyways, <laughs> we ended up having a nice time. And I said, I promise you, we'll try again when they come back. Yeah. But she goes, I'm not going to lie, Daddy. I was disappointed, but I had a good time, and I'm glad you were with me. Oh, like, All right. That's, that's awesome. a win. Yeah, that's so. very sweet. Um, so <laughs> we haven't heard anything one of those... from Paramore about any. I haven't looked at their blog today oh, okay. to see if. And she wrote a personal note on her blog to Ew. Dallas. To the Dallas crowd, and there's, yeah. a, there's a chance that I'm <laughs> cut to her at Six Flags on a uh, yeah on a, on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Paramore! Yeah, she's texting as she's as she's riding the Texas Giant. <laughs> I'm riding. <laughs> I'm typing this from my bunk, as she said. Anyway, uh, but it was it was nice, and we had a good time. And I told her we'd try again next time they came through. So it was that's uh, beautiful. It was daddy daughter time, and it that's and it made it all worth it. Now, the next big thing on our agenda, which is arguably the biggest, uh, probably the biggest movie of the summer, arguably. Isn't that arguably, amazing? Of August, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> it's the biggest movie, movie of August. Guardians so far. of the Galaxy. Now, before, now we, that, that before we get into TMNT this conversation, hasn't come out yet. I'm going to need another beer. Fantastic. Okay. Do, we, do we got got throw the intermission music up, or you want me to go, go get, get it. it for you? No, I'll go get it. All right. You guys. Fair enough. Uh Talk, I'll give you a topic. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Rhode Island is neither a road nor an island. Okay. Discuss. I have always been under the impression that's more of a peninsula. It's a peninsula? It's yeah. uh, The adjective I would use is uh, probably hellhole. Really? Yeah. But Peter Griffin I've never heard nice. a single good thing about Rhode Island ever. I've heard it's, it's like 16 to... miles from side to side. Yeah, that's what I've heard the it, good thing about it. It's like, it's you the went si- out. It's basically, it's a suburb. <laughs> I, I don't... Why would you live in Rhode Island? And there's a lot of parts of Connecticut. From the TV. All right. Um, so if it's me and I'm in, like, New York City, I actually drive. Well, then again, you have to go through Pennsylvania or Connecticut. I mean, there's no way to win. There's no way to get from there to, uh, to, to New England and without having to go through yeah. one of those awful, awful states. All right, Guardians so, of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. So why did you hate it, <laughs> Brad? I did not hate it. Okay. And this is not how I envisioned this conversation going, <laughs> being thrown under why the bus he, directly. Well, I'm you, not sure you, why you, Frank decided to go with that tack. Well, Br- uh, Brad, I think, is... Uh, I, he, he kind of telegraphed a little I bit would that, ask, he was, that he was not a fan of it. I would ask Bill... Yes. ...to... Um, no, I would ask Bill to, if I start a sentence, to let me finish it. That's debatable. No. Th- these are the rules. If I start a f- sentence... You mean like for the rest of the podcast? While we're discussing... For the Guardians rest of the podcast. I'm, I'm interrupting you right now because <laughs> we, we haven't actually this set this in yet. <clears throat> when we dis- it sounds worse than it is. There's going okay. to come a time where, where we, I do agree and I will not be able to interrupt you. So I'm, I'm getting it out of my system right now. Okay. Um, Good. I just would just ask that you listen to what I have to say. Uh, okay. And 
again, it's not, it's not bad. This is not what it sounds like I'm make building it up to be. But I just want to be. No, no, there's I just an awful be, lot of build I just want to be treated here. with respect. That's all. It feels like you're. Uh, like, you open uh, the like door. Like, like it feels like there's a breakup <laughs> about to happen. No, and no, you're no. Like, okay, you got to hear me out. Let Bill me said something mind. to me specifically after seeing this movie that makes me nervous about talking about this movie with Bill. <laughs> okay. Jeez. So, let's start with you guys. Okay. I'll go. I'll start first. I would like to point out that as you're talking about, I've already said not one minute ago that I didn't hate this movie. Yeah. Okay. You did say that. I presumed you did. So I actually joked that Brad would hate this movie. And I did yeah. not. I will go on record. Yes. I did not hate this movie. It was a joke, but I, I, I'm not sure what I expected you to come out of it as. Frank, sorry. Um, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Let, let me kind of preface it a little bit with how the evening started. I went to go see it at the Alamo Draft House. Nice. And they tend to make movies fun there. They actually had a karaoke of some of the songs from the soundtrack. Best soundtrack <laughs> I've heard in a movie in years. Yes. Um, because it's from our youth, our wheelhouse. They also our formative had, years. Yeah. And they had some cosplay people. Here I am doing the, the thing exact thing that I asked so. Bill not to do, so I will shut up now. <laughs> They had some cosplay people. They actually had a comic book store there selling some, oh, some merchandise. I wish I had been at the Alamo <laughs> Draft House. How come y'all didn't go together? Uh, I don't know. I, don't I, know. I had bought my ticket like two weeks ago. <laughs> okay. Didn't and you see I bought the same night? Uh, yeah. Well, you I, went to we the went 10 o'clock. Night. Now, I will say when I bought my ticket, which mm-hmm. was early, all that were left were single seats. We... Um, uh, because they have a sign, they have a sign seating at, at Alamo Draft. My plans came together fast. I, Wednesday night, uh, I'm trying to remember when uh, I when the email chain happened. But at some point, I said I, I mentioned on the email chain that I was going to go home after work, take a nap in preparation for the midnight showing Thursday. And then Jim or Ken or one of those crazy kids from from the Northeast. It was uh, me. They, was it you, Frank? Yeah. Okay. Uh, said, check your local listings because there are like 7 and 10 p.m. shows. There's not actually even a midnight show. It's like, well, it's weird there's not a midnight showing. But, and sure enough, 7 and 10 p.m. shows. So at that point, this is like mid-afternoon. I mean, it was, it was 1, 2, 2 o'clock, something actually, like I that. Think, I think that was John. 1 no. o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3, three o'clock, o'clock, rock. rock. Um, 4 o'clock? I'm sorry. Five, that's... No. no. Five o'clock, six o'clock, rock. Six okay, six now six, I'm, okay, I'm, okay. I'm done. That's a good stopping point. Oh. Wow, we found a stopping point. Now That's you excellent. know how I feel. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. I, uh, when did I, it's still hey, my okay. turn. I'd just, I just like to let everybody know. Can I just say something real quick? Over the summer break. Can I just say something real quick? Please, go ahead. Interrupt me. I'm really enjoying myself right now. I'm really enjoying see, the movie. See, no it more, feels like it, no it does. No, it has nothing to do with that. It does feel good, doesn't it? I'm really, really enjoying being back in the saddle. It's really strangely rewarding. It is. Excellent. Now, okay. ask me that same question okay. at the end of the night, and uh-huh. we'll see if it's changed. All right. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so I saw it there. Crowd was way into the movie. <laughs> the, uh, the couple I was sitting next to, uh, the woman, like she knew all the Marvel movies. Cool. She was telling me how DC needs to catch up because Marvel's doing such a good job. Marry that woman. I mean, yeah. DC has I mean, to she, start. Yeah, I mean, she was like way geeking out. And the couple on my other side, you know, they awesome. were just excited to see it. But movie started, you hit all those big jokes and people are just, in fact, when the movie starts, yeah. people are just cracking up. We'll talk about the beginning. And that the was a really funny opening <laughs> but scene. The, yeah, the opening Oh my scene. gosh, that thing. 
<laughs> I just about peed a little bit. Up. That scene was so funny. And uh, by the end of the movie, I mean, no one had clapped, but I just felt that there was like that tension to clap. Yeah. You know, it was just like people loved it. I had a good time. <laughs> I It's my favorite Marvel movie. People clapped in my showing. Good. <clears throat> I mean, man, when, when young Peter Quill is at his mother's bedside, she's oh, dying she's of cancer. Dying. That is the <laughs> He won't hold her hand, and then she dies. He realizes that he'll never get the chance to hold her hand. He missed it, and he runs out of the room crying. Oh, my God. Wow, that was awesome. I may have misspoke. Okay. Can, <laughs> you may, may have been the second scene, hey, possibly. Can we pull the, the after the Can we pull, pull the curtain back a little bit, and can I read that email from Dennis? Uh-huh. <laughs> Dennis sent Go. an email to the three of us. He says, hey, Bill, did you hate Guardians of the Galaxy for the up intro, like the movie, or did you like it for everything else? That's right. That was a uh, that was a heart a heart. What's the phrase I'm looking for? Heartfelt. No, heart heart heartstring heartstring tugging at your heartstring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heartstring. It's a tearjerker. Thank you. I was looking for that. Yeah, oh, that was a tearjerker. Yeah, it was, man. And um, I I went into the movie basically spoiler free. I. I I know who the Guardians of the Galaxy are because I am the Guardians of the Galaxy torchbearer of the HHWLOD podcast network. Always have been. Now that's always be- will be. Yeah, but that's because no one else wanted it. But anyway, go on. You know what? You know what? The tent <laughs> I live in got a lot stinking bigger on August 1st, okay? And, and I would like to personally uh, welcome every single person who went to that movie and, was, and had the backs of their skulls blown completely off by what they saw on screen that night. Um, it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen, um, but it, think, it was... I think you said it brought a great experience in the theater to a new... I said it... I said... Uh, this may be what Brad's referring to, but what I told Brad was, I think this may have established a new genre. I mean, this is a new way to make a movie. That's what you said. Yeah. That was the phrase. This, they, I did not explain it to you at that time. They've discovered a new way to make movies. Yeah. I'd be more than happy to explain it right well, now. Well, okay, here's the thing. And I, I confided in Frank when you were out of the room. I've been debating since I saw this movie Saturday night. I've been debating on bringing this up, asking you this question to def- to Go explain, ahead. No, to explain what you meant by that. Okay, I'm the guy that spends 15 minutes ramping up to a question. Just come out with it. I'm trying to say. It's been a weird role reversal going on this week, on right? Whether Frank? or not to ask you to explain what you meant by yeah. they've come up with a new way of making movies. I, I want to explain that. Can you do it in less than five minutes? Yeah, we'll see. That's Let's the go. challenge. Let's go. Let's go right now. Let's do this thing. Because I think. That's probably the silliest thing I've ever heard you that say. Is, that is a bold statement, Bill. My theory of Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> is as follows. That, that is a bold statement, and, uh, and uh, I think we're excited to shoot it down, right? Did you, <laughs> did you say everything you wanted to say? Yeah. Did you finish your story? Okay. Oh, you've summed up by okay. saying it's your favorite Marvel movie. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I've seen it a second time, and start I, from, start I from do the have slightly... And then, I have a slightly different perspective on it after seeing it Revised a second a time. Okay, um, let's go after the first viewing. Okay, so <laughs> that afternoon, um, I realized that that it was happening at seven and ten, not midnight. Um, Frank had already mentioned, I think, in the email chain that he had tickets or plans or something like that, 
And um, so I should have I should have called Frank and just said, hey, you know, uh, you know, what are your plans? Can I can I, you know, third wheel or whatever? Um, but I called up uh, our boy Snicker and I said, dude, let's do this thing. And, and for, for some crazy reason, he said yes. Every time you say his name, I get hungry. <sighs> Me too. It is actually dinner time. Um, Dinner's on its way. So by the way, we, got, uh, we got we got we uh, got seats to the XD Dolby Atmos Theater. I saw Atmos. reserved. I saw Atmos also. Nice. That was awesome. Great sound. The sound was incredible. Wonderful. You're um, interrupting him. But uh, not really. That was uh, that was more of a supportive nature. So you you worked at that theater at one point. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, you've got the uh, the the front section. Well, the three and of then, us have seen several movies right. in that exact theater you're talking but about. But check this out. Yeah. This this did not hurt at all. But listen to, to this. this. So you've got the front section of the theater, and then you got that little concourse. Then you got kind of the, the back section. You know, uh-huh. you got the lower and the upper <laughs> sections of that one individual theater. The front row of that back section is almost like a cutout. There's 10 seats yep. that a a stairwell serves those 10 seats and those 10 seats only. We've sat in that it's, section it's before. Like, it's like having box seats. That's my preferred location that in that theater. That is where I snagged the seats. Good. And <clears throat> we had so much leg room that John's legs, John's feet didn't even reach the partition. Well, he's only three feet tall for the first off well i wasn't gonna say that uh that that's that's on you uh, we love you john three, three, three and a half. oh yeah three um, i had we to love point, you john i had to point my toes john doesn't listen i had to point my toes to make contact with the uh with the divider yeah, it's thing. nice and Have it they was changed that awesome. area a little bit because not I that i know of okay okay um <clears throat> so anyway we had these amazing seats and the the crowd is into it. I, I was I was shocked that the theater was virtually full. And again, this is the ten o'clock show. They'd had a seven o'clock show, then the ten o'clock show, and um, so you know this is happening at theaters all over the metro area, all over the country. Um, what I meant about a new way of making a movie slash invented a new genre mm-hmm. is I've never seen before, and you haven't either. And neither of you. I'm looking at you, Frank. Thank you. Okay, he, that was awesome. You gave me that that uh, drama prairie dog uh, look. It was yeah. fun. It was fun. It was fun. Um, that was a hard comedy. You've never hard you've seen comedy. you've seen you've seen space opera before plenty of times. Okay. We've seen it. We've seen it from Forbidden Planet to Star Wars to you know whatever. You know, we've seen it to Men in Black three. We've seen it. We've seen space opera. Okay, not space. That was that was a bad one. I please edit the Men in Black three reference out or not. Whatever. I like um, Men in Black three. I did too. That was a good movie. But uh, my point is that we've seen plenty of space operas. Okay. We've seen plenty of sci-fi, you know, action, you know, movies. Um, you have never seen a big budget summer tent pole. Hundred and fifty plus million dollar budget to do a comedy. And there were some dramatic moments in it, obviously. <laughs> but and there have been, you know, the Avengers, you you've had you've had plenty of whimsical moments in Iron Man movies. The Avengers movie had a couple of laugh out loud moments. Um, you know, it's just it's it's real easy to find humor in a lot of these uh, in a lot of these movies. I mean, shoot, they you know the 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 messing with Spock 
you know, at the end of uh, about half the Star Trek episodes, you mm-hmm. know. So you've had these instances of comedy, you know, inserted into this sci- science fiction drama. Um, but this was hard science fiction and an intentional effort to make a comedy out of this. And now a lot of the comedy was not Henny Youngman, you know, but take my wife, please. You know, it wasn't one liners and stuff. It was uh, much in the way that uh, that I thought about um, uh, Land of the Lost. And you know what? If anybody out there is turning uh, is hitting the stop button on the podcast because I mentioned that movie, it's you know whatever. Uh, you know, enjoy your uh, enjoy your crossword puzzle. Um, a lot of the comedy was situational, and a lot of the comedy was reactionary. It was Rocket Raccoon having a smart comeback to something. It, it, you know. The, the comedy wasn't necessarily, it wasn't airplane. They, they weren't necessarily setting up a lot of sight gags, you know. The, it wasn't, you know, I picked, a, I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. You know, there wasn't that kind of stuff in yeah. it. I was actually kind of close to it at times. But what you saw in the previews that led you to believe that they were going to intentionally try to be funny in this movie, uh, that played out. And uh, my first impression at the end of the movie was, I turned to John. The first thing John says to me is, I need to see this again. And I went, whoa, you liked it as much as I did. And, yeah, my first thought was that those those sons of guns, they did it. They tried to make a movie that was weird and different, and they stinking did it. Um. I just I have so many thoughts about this movie. It this movie was so different from anything else I've ever seen. That that's kind of what I mean by a new genre. I mean, there's not necessarily going to be other movies following this exact cookie cutter formula. There will probably be some. May, may I? May I'm, I'm raising my hand. May I interject? Brad. I'm about to make. I just I'm about to make. I just recognize you. The floor. Thank you. The floor recognize. <laughs> I'm about to make HHW history. I agree with Bill. Wow. Thank you very much. So, oh, that feels so good. Bill, you've been you've been what's the word? Vindicated? I don't know. You've been I So, I would as far as you saying this yes. is a new type of movie? Yes. New genre? Yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. <clears throat> because that nobody's ever that's one of the things that made me so nervous going into this. Nobody's ever tried to do a movie with this structure before. And and at the end of the movie to think they freaking did it. Spaceballs incredibly does not count. Okay. Okay. Spaceballs does not count. I uh <laughs> Spaceballs did enter my mind. Yes, but it's it wasn't you know what else doesn't count? Prometheus does not count. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. Because I was gonna bring that up next. Was Avengers not I would say Avengers was not Obviously, sci-fi e as this, right? Yes. Nor was it as funny as this. Correct. And I laughed a lot during the Avengers. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. This movie. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't. This movie, for me, yeah, was consistent laughter from Brad throughout the whole movie. Uh, same here. Yeah. Same I, here. I couldn't believe. It. Um, I thought it was so cool that. Um, when I went back to see it a second time, I, I took the kids to go see it the second time. Uh, we went Saturday night, um, took uh, Zoe Sage and uh, Zoe's bestie Hazel, and uh, we had a good time at it a second on the time. Um, but the first time around, the, the, that's part of the, part of the trick, too, is that if the movie is still in the theaters, I mean, I would like to say go see it now because 
comedy requires, or it doesn't, I mean, you don't have to have it, but comedy is always funnier with a group. And that group, it could be a group of two people. But how many times do you sit there and watch Monty Python or an Archer episode or Family Guy or whatever by yourself and you do not laugh out loud? I think it's because you know that the person you're sitting next to... yeah feels the exact same way yeah. that you do about this movie. Yes. So there's a camaraderie. Exactly. You get that this just makes the emotions boil up and out via laughter. You yeah. get this wonderful <clears throat> this wonderful thing where where I mean, two people or the 500 people feed off each other. When you and I recorded our commentary for Monty Python and the Holy Grail, yes. I enjoyed that so much because I knew that you weren't getting mad at me for saying all the lines because you knew them and you enjoyed it as much as I did. No doubt. But when I watch it by myself, I still love it. Yeah. I still crave it. But I'm not guffawing. Right. And I know exactly what you're saying. I yeah. will guffaw by myself. I have done it even with Simpsons episodes <laughs> I've seen you know, before. So I guess I'm in the minority on this. I just think, I just, I don't know. I no. will laugh by myself and I will... I hit the side of my I mean, it, it I do happens that when I watch so Anchorman. Yeah. I still do that. When I mean, I it does it. happen occasionally, but for someone who appreciates comedy as much as yeah. I do, I find it odd. I mean, I consciously think to myself, you're not laughing. Yeah. You're appreciating, you're you're getting it, but it's not making you laugh. It's like uh, I, I, uh, a lot of laughter out loud mm-hmm. upon first viewing of something. Yeah. Is being surprised yeah and yeah. or taken aback and or shocked yes and or unsettled by the comedy right <laughs> when you see it a second time you know that joke's coming yeah and you laugh because it's funny <laughs> and, and you, you laugh the anticipation yeah. yeah um and i you know this is not to say that you know if i'm sitting there watching a monty python episode i've seen 147 right. times i absolutely am still smiling i'm still times- i'm still getting an endorphin rush you know, I'm still pumping, you know, I'm still pumping my fist into the air. How many times during the Monty Python thing that the three of us went to did they show an old skit from the show oh my gosh. and we were laughing out loud? Yes. It's the fish slapping dance comes to yeah. mind. Well, Holy crap. I you mean, that's just You go to a uh, and you're uh, that that's a great point. The the idea that uh, you're anticipating the punchline, you know what it is and you know, it's still Yeah, you just know, cracks your ass up. A lot of that is like that's as funny as it's always been. I That's know. Awesome, you know? So, I mean, yeah. come on. When he pulls out that three-foot-long fish. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. Okay, see, I'm laughing about that right now. I would agree with you in saying that this is a new type of comedy. And, and you know, if we're That's lucky. I would phrase it. I think if we're lucky, this is going to be a fairly unique a, experience. Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Was a funny science fiction movie, but it. It was. I wouldn't put it in the same category. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Galaxy Quest. We're, you know, part of what I'm talking about is the huge, big budget. Yes, this movie could make our year or bankrupt our studio, depending on it whether it does. You know, you know, I'm talking about the huge, big budget summer tentpole blockbuster type movies. You know, and honestly, you know, it took a lot of guts on Marvel's part. That's one of the things that makes me so happy is is that they took a big chance. Doing this movie oh, I, uh, because we've been talking for a year. This I movie, said a long time ago, yeah. this movie's either gonna bomb yeah. or it's gonna kill. Oh my gosh! Yes. It's either gonna bring us into the next movement on mm-hmm. a glorious 
unicorn filled <laughs> rainbow <laughs> car. Rainbow John, car. Johnny. Back to Johnny M. Throwback. That's good. That's or good throwback. it's going to kill the Marvel franchise. And it obviously did not do that. Yeah, I, I honestly... I. I'm not going to say the Marvel the Marvel uh, movie franchise is not too big to fail. All I can but, see right now in my mind's eye is a unicorn with a rainbow coming out of its butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can see in my mind right now. You know, if anything, if anything is going to bring down the Marvel franchise, it may be Ant Man, just based on everything, or Doctor Strange, or Doctor. Strange. Oh, I haven't heard my anything gosh. about. No, Doctor see, Strange. I think Doctor Strange is going to be fringy enough that yeah. they're not going to expect Ant-Man, it to prop up the franchise. I'm starting to worry about Ant Man. Uh, yeah, I think. I, well, there was so much pre-production problems with it, and yeah, directors leaving, and directors leaving, and then writers leaving, and now actors leaving. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's left? Okay, see, I haven't heard. Well, there were three. Actors, not any of the, not Paul Rudd, not Evangeline Lilly, okay. not Michael Douglas, but three okay. of the, of the lesser of the minor characters. Okay, three actors have. I mean, I knew that Edgar Wright had left the project, and I don't know who's doing it now. Uh, I saw the uh, the the Ant Man board. Yeah, and when uh, Evangelina, yeah, when she was talking about being in the movie. <laughs> And she admitted, I haven't seen a script yet. This this has just became official just just today. Yeah. Wow. You know, I know everyone's heard that she was going to be in it and stuff, but she just seemed like... It's interesting to sign I'm on for here. something major like that. Yeah, I'm sure if the money's big enough. But, uh, you know, she was basically, I'm here, and this is the character I'm going to play. And it seemed like she wasn't quite sure what her character's name was. <laughs> well, even okay. after that yeah. panel, it had, her character's name changed. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that we... Uh, we haven't really seen this yet. It, it seems like uh, all of the Marvel Universe movies to this point have been pretty similarly big-budgeted with pretty similar <clears throat> hopes or expectations. Sure, I would say so. I mean, we've not we've not released one Marvel movie until Guardians that we thought, there's a chance this could fail. Yeah. And there was absolutely that chance with this movie. What was first, Hulk or Iron Man? Uh, well, you had Hulk. And well, you had the Eric no, Banner Hulk. No, Iron Man was first. Sure. Iron so Hulk Man was, was first. Least, well, you had the Eric the Eric Banner Hulk. That one does was, not was count, first, first. and it is not it's considered not part of the Marvel. No. Okay, all right, Marvel fair enough. Cinematic universe. Okay. Well, is but Nick Fury Shield uh, Agent is that part of the with David Marvel? Hasselhoff? Yeah. No, it is yeah. not. Okay, <clears throat> I believe Captain Iron Man America was first. starring Sam Jones, where he yeah. had the plexiglass shield. Is that one in the Marvel universe? No. Okay. Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. Did that make it? No. Okay. Okay. I think we've run the Dolph the Lundgren Punisher. However, oh, yes, yes. nice. <laughs> that was yeah, um, good one. Uh, Incredible Hulk was second in the in the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe, which right wasn't called you. that at that point. But I don't think it being second, we were far enough into this thing that we this living, breathing entity of of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for us to be concerned that the Incredible Hulk movie might not do good. We just thought correct. Hey, here's another Incredible Hulk movie, and it, yeah. it yeah. might look a little better than the Ang Lee one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, yeah. I, I think we're slowly kind of getting to the point, and I'm sure Marvel's very careful about it, but <laughs> you're getting to the point to where they, they have to top themselves with each movie or at least be consistent. And that can be a little worrisome because they could they well, could maybe go too far I think and that's... ruin something. I, I'm just saying, you know, they have to put on a good show, and they're going to work hard at yeah. it. I totally believe that, but. It gets harder to top yourself each time. Well, well, I think there's. I have mild disagreement with what you said, Frank. Just simply because it, it seems that that what Marvel is doing right now is they are doing movies that absolutely do not have the cookie cutter stamp to them. 
I think they I think Kevin Feige, to his credit, and I had no idea who this guy was ten years ago, but he's he's a he's a man child, man. That dude is a that dude is that dude is a manly man. He's very good for this thing. I don't know where they found him. Yeah, but I think he's he he deserves a raise. How I think much he's you're paying done. Him. I think he's done a really good job. The, the way he has integrated everything uh, has just been amazing. The way he's gotten cooperation from director to director and from set to set and and you know franchise to franchise has been just unbelievable. That's I, not that's not news breaking news or anything. By any means. I think, and I know I know we've kind of gotten off Guardians a little bit, but I think when the Marvel Cinematic Universe was born, and it was not called that yet. Things started almost falling into place with each other, yeah, effortlessly, and then it started to be planned in that way. I guess what I'm thinking about is in the first Iron Man, mm-hmm. there was a Captain America shield that was in there. Yeah. It was an Easter yeah. egg. Some guys working on it thought, "Hey, it'd be funny if we slipped this in." Well, they took that, and in the second Iron Man movie, it was still in his. Workshop, and they brought it to the forefront, and Coulson holds it up and goes, "What is this? Why do you have this?" <laughs> so, <clears throat> they're they've been. I think they were fortunately lucky at first, but then they've learned how to make it all fit from that point. Well, on. they also had a very simple end game yeah. with their first movies. Is like we're building the Avengers mm-hmm. team, so it makes it very easy to say, "Okay, we need this guy, this guy, this guy," and uh, you know it. It's a shame that we haven't seen a Black Widow movie, but uh, hopefully we are going to get one of those soon. Apparently, so Scarlett Johansson uh, has been did a bang up job in that new Lucy movie. So some people are saying that when they see her carry a movie by herself, okay. like in that manner, that it might open the door for a Black Widow movie. I hope so. So my point was um, <laughs> was that I I kind of don't think that you have to worry about uh, about the the cookie cutter stamp out you know these these very vanilla marvel cinematic movies because they are and i I give this credit to kevin feige i don't know who else to give it to that they uh they finished the you know the avengers set of movies and now okay well now we're gonna do gardens of the galaxy okay now we're gonna do ant-man okay now we're gonna do doctor strange these movies I don't think you could fit them into a box if you had to. I don't think they could fit into the same box. Oh, they'll box them up later and sell them on oh, Amazon. Oh, yeah, yeah. There'll, there'll be a collection of them. Uh, that's that's no doubt. Uh, but right now, the only box they're fitting into is the very uh, loose uh, concept of Marvel Universe Phase 2. Phase, phase and, you know, uh, one thing about before we go any three. further. Phase 3. Uh, yeah. Have we entered Phase 3 yet? I'm confused. We're in the middle of Phase 2 right now. Okay, okay. Phase 3 starts uh, with was it? Avengers well, you know who could probably give Doesn't us more it? information on Phase Three? Johnny M. No, Thanos. Huh? I was. I never that, considered uh, yeah. that thought. Yeah, Thanos. I, that's an interesting thought. Maybe we can hear from him later. I was hoping to talk about. <laughs> I was hoping to talk about my thoughts on the movie. Well, could Thanos? Maybe could we talk to Thanos? Hey, and our then, dinner's here. And our dinner's then, here. Really. You ruined it, Frank. I'm keeping to well, the I guess, timetable. I guess since we're uh, since we're hitting the intermission right now, uh, we could uh, Which was, pretty easily edit that out if we so had to. Speaking of intermission, yes. we went to go see Monty Python Live. Yes. They had an intermission during a taped program. And it really was 30 stinking minutes. We, yeah. we sat there. How long did we sit there, Frank, we, waiting for the gag to, to be up? <laughs> 
Well, it we, was at least five minutes, yeah, right? We waited at least five minutes, and we thought this is a real thirty-minute intermission yes. for a taped program, right? So we got up, we walked around the theater, killed some time, it was like, and geez. showed up like a minute before it was supposed. It was like, to geez, start. they took live to tape insanely literally there, didn't they? Yeah, that was a little surprising to me. Yeah, but and, and the the show was, gosh, what was it? A solid two and a half plus hours long. I would say three Turner, hours. We. It was because it started at seven, yeah, and, and we was, were out of there by ten. Yeah, it was ten ish before uh, before we got released. Yeah, so maybe so it was two and a half hours, which is a good theater. I mean, you know, we got our money's worth for sure. How much was the, those tickets anyway? Twenty bones. Twenty bones. Bro. I don't remember if there was a service charge, a convenience uh. charge involved. Oh man, those those tickets I bought. I bought uh, uh, tickets for uh, uh, myself, Sage, Zoe, and. Uh, uh, oh, uh, duh. John went back a second time. So I bought four tickets. It's like $63. Wow. Man. And there's like five bucks of the service charges. But it was like fifteen fifty for John's ticket and mine. And, and of course, we were in the, again, we were in the Dolby uh, XD screen, Dolby Atmos sound, 3D glasses, reserved seats. I don't think... That there was a surcharge for the reserved seats experience, and I thought it was interesting that there they, may they have been. They don't do it at Alamo. In fact, I have a funny story about being out at Alamo that night. Okay, I left my wallet at home. I had I because I bought my I pre-bought my ticket. Okay, so I was excited about the movie. <laughs> went home, did some stuff, grabbed my ticket, walk out the door. Left my wallet at home, uh, but I go to the theater, give them my ticket, walk in, sit down, order dinner, have a drink, having a good time. Everything's great. Uh, comes time to pay the bill. I don't have my wallet. I had to write a note to my waitress going, left oh, my wallet at home, oh, talking oh, after oh, the movie. Oh, oh, oh. Because you communicate there with writing notes. You don't, there's no verbal communication there. Really? That's okay. why it's the Alamo Draft House. I, I still don't get the connection. Well, Am I just no one's really talking. tired? You're, you're, uh, it, it just Is it because it's a movie? Yeah. Okay, okay. It's simply because... No they, talking during the movie. Well, because, man, at the Studio Movie Girl, they'll come in and start... Oh. I go, so how's your day going? You doing all right? Uh, yeah, I'm watching the movie. Yeah. So uh, you know, what can I get you? You want some uh, some shrimp poppers or some extreme fajitas? Uh, you know, that's why. Like, that's why you want to go to Alamo. If you want to okay. just watch a movie and not listen to people yap or anything. Yeah. You want to deal with somebody you. with a right, terrible case. This one. Just just oh, on your plate. This oh, is just I'm a slice. Serving you. I love this. Just think of this as the Plano Draft House. The Plano 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 Plano. Oh, baby. Fantastic. I'm going to give you everything in my start. pocket. I don't want your lint. Thank you. Hey, I got... I got there's, almost a, there's almost a buck right there. You, you are rich. I just want your love. All right. Thank you, Brad. I'm going to get you pizza. I'll get pizza next time. Awesome. So, so while we're here, uh, I guess I'll take this opportunity to talk about my favorite character. The guy's kind of kind of stepped away. Um, I don't know if I like. I think Groot. Wait, stop! We're back. <laughs> stop! It's my turn. Is it my turn? I don't know. Oh wait, we were going to hear from. No, not yet. Good it. Brad, Brad. So tell us what you thought of the movie. All right. <laughs> tell us all, why you hated it. You've all have had your. Say now, let me have my say. <clears throat> I also tried to go to the midnight movie, but I worked till eleven. Right. Yes. And there was no midnight movie. I knew that was going to be an issue for you. And I was like, "Dang it!" So, 
called my buddy Kevin that you guys know, and we went to see it Saturday night when I got off work at 9. We caught the 10 o'clock. So we're watching it, and then we're done. And he's like, that movie's awesome. He goes, you like it? And I said, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. And I said, I'm going to have to see it again in order for me to know if I like it or not. He goes, I heard you laughing. I said, yeah, it was funny as crap. Okay. It was funny. Crap is funny. We all know crap's funny. Farts are funny. I know. I said, it was funny. What do you want from me? I said, it's funny. I don't know. (laughs) Just like that. It was this funny. (laughs) No, it was this funny. No, it was this funny. (laughs) It was that funny is what it was. (laughs) What about this one? That was a good one, too. Didn't one of the characters fart in the movie? I like the question mark one. There was a fart, wasn't there? I think there was a fart in the movie. I can't remember. But anyways, so I kept thinking, I can't figure out if I like this movie or not. And I said, I'm going to have to see it again before Wednesday when we record. Well, I never did see it again because I've been busy or right. honestly, I could have seen it today, but I found other things to do. Um, like not see it. Fair enough. I didn't hate it. But it didn't blow me away at all. Um, I liked a lot about it. But, and it was funny. There was a lot of good stuff. I didn't, I don't know anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy other than the basic concept and some of the characters' names. Um, Are you looking for your funny book? Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to touch them. My hands are greasy. I had some problems with some of the casting. Okay. And I think that took away. I had, I had one casting issue. I think Thank that you. took away part of it. Um, it was funny. That's the most positive thing I can say about the movie is that it was funny. Uh, Groot and Drax were my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, Rocket was funny, but I think Groot was funnier. Um, it was a more subtle humor, obviously. Uh, obviously. Special effects were wonderful. But I think for viewers who don't know anything about it, they're going to have to pay attention very closely. And if they have even the slightest bit of ADD like I think I do, they're going to be lost. I'll be honest with you. I was confused a lot watching the movie. I was like, where are they? Where are they going? Why are they doing that? Well, and story, if you're... Stru- story structure, it wasn't, there was a lot of convenience to happen. And that, you know, this ragtag team just comes together pretty quickly. But I forgave it. Well, it also, if you're familiar with the comic book continuity then it was confusing because you're having to reconcile what you've known for years um, with what they're presenting you now, the changes that they're making to the comic book canon. Uh, Some of the changes were pretty freaking substantial. This is one of the reasons why I was happy to go in. I'm still good. Was happy to go in not knowing squat about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought, okay, I have no expectations. By the time I got to the theater, <clears throat> I had heard zero negative comments about this movie. 
No. I couldn't believe that. So my hopes were up. Okay. My expectations were not because I didn't know what to expect. But my hopes were up. Is that the same thing or is that different? I don't know about you. I wanted to like it so badly that I went in. I knew I was going to like it. Well, see, and I went in consciously saying, don't have expectations. I knew I was going to like it because I didn't hear anything bad about it. I'm on your camp, too. I'd heard a lot of great things. I was like, this is going to be great. And when I was done watching it, I was like, I'm I'm not blown away. I didn't hate it. I laughed a lot. I like this, 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 and this. But at several points in the movie, I would have to think, what the hell is going on? Why are they doing this? Who is that person? Okay. There were... Lots and lots of characters. There was. That's true. This movie was not for the faint of heart. It was dense. It was dense story wise. They they could have removed a couple things. I think they could have removed Nova Prime. They could okay, and that would not have affected the movie at all. You're talking about the character of Glenn Close. Yeah, that was the most ridiculous bit of casting. Why they put her in in this movie? You don't put an, an Oscar award nominated or. Winner, I'm not sure what mm-hmm. she is in a movie like this. I mean, all I can figure is that Glenn you just Close don't. All I can figure is Glenn Close called up and said, <laughs> I, "I don't care what you do, I've got to be in one of these Marvel movies." And I'm maybe she's a comic book fan. That's all I can figure. Or her little, grandkids, probably her grandkids. Maybe so. Like, I'm concerned about Michael Douglas and Ant Man because of that same. Because I've always said Michael Douglas plays the same character in, in every movie he does. But anyway, I expected. I love John C. Riley. Love him. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I expected Will Ferrell to pop up in a cameo because those two guys make movies together, and he was John C. Riley was no different in this movie than he was in a lot of his other movies. Yeah, Talladega Nights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could have been his. It could have been his character. Yeah, all he's missing ex- was shake I, and bake. I swear, with the good Lord above, that I expected to see a, a Will Ferrell cameo that had been completely secret. Now, uh, speaking of cameos, Nathan Fillion, <laughs> you were never able to figure it out? I never heard or saw anything that reminded me of Nathan Fillion. I have Bill, no idea. Know? No, I have no idea if he was actually in that movie. He is the character that Groot sticks his roots up, and, and oh. the roots go up his nose. Yeah. That is Nathan Fillion. Voice really? only or physical body? I think it was him, too. Yeah, physical body. Okay. That's just an huh. FYI. That's a um, true cameo. And another bit of advice. <clears throat> you don't take an actor who's currently just come off of the biggest cable show ever and put him in a movie and let him exact uh, act the exact same way that he acted in the TV show and expect audiences to not associate him with that. I don't know who you're talking about. Michael Rooker. Who's that? Okay. Which one? Y- Hondo? Is that his name? Yondu. Yondu? Yeah. Oh, that! That was Merle from Walking Dead with blue makeup on. That, he, I love that. He was a redneck in space. He was just a Okay, I'll say, that is redneck. more ridiculous than Glenn Close as Nova Prime. Sorry, I disagree. I loved it. It was so funny. Just to hear that You draw, haven't been keeping up with Walking Dead. No, have I haven't. But it, just see, to I'm used see to him, him being Merle from Walking Dead. Yep. Just hearing that country draw come out of this blue guy with a mo- it, with that crazy mohawk. 
Nobody talks like that in space, Frank. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Right. It, who? In this no, they don't. They it do. took me darn near to the second showing to get accustomed to the idea because uh, Yondu is not was not a Cree, but apparently he was in the movie. And I, I totally understand you being confused or having to really focus to follow what was going on. Because you're right, Frank. It was a very dense script. It was a very dense plot. But Yondu, and here's what I'm talking about. Yondu <laughs> was part of the original Guardians of the Galaxy from the 31st century. He was an archer who used a bow, and he could whistle and affect its course of flight. But it was more like it would turn corners and stuff. It would make left turns and right turns and stuff. It, it, it didn't sit there, you know, waiting in his holster for him to go. <laughs> I did like that. Um, that I thought that was that interesting, was cool. but, but why... Why did they? They could have named that character or anything. They didn't. Excuse me. They didn't have to name him Yondu, and I don't understand why they made a big, big change like that. Um, especially because they uh, they they reestablished in the Guardians of the Galaxy comic uh, in two thousand eight that the thirty first century Guardians of the Galaxy, the original ones were still around. They were still a part of the continuity because we saw them during that uh, comic book run. Um, tiny little bit of backstory. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first appearance that I know of was Astonishing Tales featuring Guardians of the Galaxy, issue 29, published in... Drumroll, please. Are you holding their first appearance? Copyright uh, 1975. It actually doesn't have the month here. That's weird. So 1975 is the first appearance of them, but it's not the Guardians team that we are hip to now. And I love these guys. They Not long after, and I think 76 or maybe 77 tops, uh, the Defenders issues 26, 27, and 28, they had an adventure where they were shot forward in time, thanks to Doctor Strange's magic. They did it on purpose to go save the future. Uh, and they did this because the Guardians of the Galaxy crashed in their uh, in their starship, which looked just like the Enterprise, a small version of the Enterprise. It crashed in the present. Doctor Strange, the Hulk, and you know the the Avengers, or excuse me, the Defenders of, of that era, they went forward in time uh, to take them home and to help them uh, against the uh, the Badoon. Um, who had taken over the Earth in the 30th century, and human humanity was enslaved. Um, it was their second bout of Badoon enslavement, by the way. Uh, but so the characters, uh, the original characters were, um, uh, Major Vance Astro. Uh, and that's another thing. If you read, was it? That young, name's young not real. I know. <laughs> but, uh, Charlie 27. It's real. Charlie 27, who's a Jovian from the, from the, uh, the moons of Jupiter. So he's really, he because, happy? because of I don't know. I've never. I don't know he if he even clap his hands. He's Jovian, sir. Oh, oh I get it. Oh, so he doesn't. Um, he worships on the Sabbath. He's he's the strong guy because the atmosphere. Uh, excuse me. The gravity on Jupiter is really strong, so you have to be super strong and thick to withstand it. So he's strong. Then you get uh, Martin X, who is from Pluto. They were. Uh, these are hum- humanity was genetically engineered to to survive different environments. Um somewhere before the 31st century 
So Martin X is a, is looks like he's made of diamonds. They live on Pluto, which is no longer a planet, of course. And he can shoot like uh, cold out of his hands. He's like Iceman or something. That's okay. Charlie Twenty Seven is super strong. I'm not and a then planet Yondu either. was from uh, Alpha Centauri. I'm doing this off memory. I hope I'm. <clears throat> was I hope he part of the right. group? Yondu. Yeah. yeah. Look. There's the cover. <laughs> is that him on the right? The, yes, that's him on the right. So he was part of the he was a hero. Guardians, but in this movie, he, he was a he was a hero. From the 31st century. Okay. Yeah, there's no Yondu in the present. And so that was confusing to me. Um, but there were little touches like that. Uh, nowhere, uh, the space station Nowhere, I, I, the concept blows me away. It's the, it's the abandoned uh, head of a celestial. That was cool. Yeah, it's, in the comics, it's, it's insanely cool. Uh, because you, you have time in the comics to, you can put the, pe- the comic down and you think to yourself for a minute, so something ripped the head off a celestial and just left it drifting at the edge of the universe. I wish they'd hit that. As Wolverine. Okay. Um, But, okay, here's one. The thing that made me happiest was that this movie truly had the spirit of the Abnett and Lanning Guardians of the Galaxy run from 2008, which this is... Just overtly based upon. I think anybody, anybody who talks about the movie will absolutely say yes. It's based on the 2008 Guardians run. Now, a year ish ago, they rebooted the Guardians because the original run from 2008 only lasted for uh, just over two years. They had 25 issues. Now they were involved heavily in the summer events in and around those those two and a half years there. Uh, they were part of uh, the the team basically formed in the Annihilation Conquest miniseries, right. which led directly into the Guardians of the Galaxy twenty five issue run. During that time, you had uh, War of Kings, Rel- Realm of Kings, War of Kings, and that stuff had a lot to do with the Guardians. So they were front and center in the Marvel universe back there around two thousand nine, two thousand ten. So this isn't something they just whipped out of the air, but. The thing I love about Abnett and Lanning's writing, and this goes back to, you know, again, this is me being an apologist for my favorite titles, but Abnett and Lanning, um, they did the absolute freshest take I've seen on the Legion of Superheroes um, since Paul Levitz first showed up back in the late 70s. I mean, it was just, what he did with them was a new direction, it was weird, it was different. Abnett and Lanning, they come up with these ideas and I wish I had the capability to come up with such odd new ways to look at things, to think about things. I wish I had the creativity these guys do. Their specialty is basically hard science fiction, and they infuse it with a lot of comedy. Now, the, the Legion stuff that, that Abnett and Lanning did, there was not a whole lot of comedy in it. The Guardians, yes. And again... Much like the movie, the Guardians comic book, the, the comedy is largely situational. It's not Abnett and Lanning writing laugh lines. It's them creating situations like Land of the Lost, where you know Dr. Rick doesn't say a whole lot of funny things on purpose, but a lot of things that he says are funny. That is what Rocket Raccoon did. Um, oddly enough, um, I, I thought Groot was just okay. I, I loved his character, but... I, I looked around a couple times and thought, um, I, my humble opinion, I think that I am that the line "I am Groot" would have been served better if he had basically used the same inflection every time, hammering home the point 
that what he says is I am Groot. And of course, in the com- you know, you're reading a comic book, you've never seen any kind of, of audio or visual adaptation of said, you know, said uh, uh, writing. So you're left to your own devices, your own imagination as to what this guy's voice sounds like, you know, the, the tone of voice they use, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which is, you know, the cool thing about books versus movies is that, you know, you get to use your own brain to fill in all the gaps. And for me, at least, um, when Groot says, I am Groot, he says it basically the exact same way, which adds to the comedy level because he says it the exact same way, no matter what the situation, whether it's heavy whether it's comedy, whether it's heavy drama, whether it's scary, whether it's whatever, he always says, I am Groot, you know, and that's what he says. And then Rocket goes, goes, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know that's better than 11%. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed <clears throat> that his I am Groot sounded yeah. different. Well, they but had they, Vin Diesel trying to emote yeah, but they, through those three words, did, which I thought was, okay. They did sound similar. A lot of the time, yeah, and, and I didn't, I didn't hate him for it, but I thought that was one tiny place where it, can I, I would have done it differently. Do can I just sum up my thoughts real quick? Do it. Um, <clears throat> uh, I think who's the blue daughter of Thanos? What's her name? Um, Amy Pond. Nebula. I thought she was an unnecessary character. Mm, yeah, yeah. I've never read a comic book with her in it. She she was just a foil for um, yeah. For Green Girl. Gamora. Yeah. Gamora. Um, yeah, you could have taken her out. Was Gamora an adopted daughter of Thanos in the comics? Yes? Yeah. Because they're not the same color, obviously. Correct. Okay. Um, would I see it again? Yeah, on Blu-ray. I don't think I'm going to go to the theater to see it again. Um, will I, I, I buy the Blu-ray? Probably not. I'll just... This I, may be the one Marvel movie I go out knowing. Really? I will yeah. look forward to seeing this the first weekend it shows up at the Dollar Theater. If I don't, I doubt, I could, but I doubt I'm going to just have so much spare the, time that I'll go see it for a third time for full price. I'd go see it at the Dollar Show. And, and here's the deal. Um, if I did go to see it at the Dollar Theater, I would want to see it on opening weekend because I want to relive that communal experience with the thick, you know, the, the full uh, auditorium. You know, I want the laughter, man. The, the first time I saw that movie, I walked out, I couldn't believe what had just happened. I was I was absolutely just staggered by how good a movie experience I had. And again, not the greatest movie I've ever seen. Is it one of my top 20 movies of all time? I don't know. I mean, if I didn't have Avengers in my top 20 movies of all time, I don't know how I could put this one in. Uh, you know, I'm, I wouldn't put this movie in my top 20 of all time or top 10 or whatever simply because I'm in love with the comic book it was spawned from. Is it I in would... your top ten of science fiction comedies? <laughs> well, yeah, I think we can go there at least, yes. I would I would put this carefully in the same category of the first Star Wars movie, A New Hope. And that, that is not when you Very compare carefully. It to, yeah, when you compare it to the other movies, Frank it's is not the best, right it's now. It's not the best movie, but it is my favorite movie and I have the most fun with it. Yeah. Empire's a better movie, obviously. Have you seen it a second time? Uh no. Okay, my humble opinion, second time around, uh, because you are not surprised by the, by the, the jokes, the one-liners, um, it still feels right. It still feels good, but I didn't have that just transcendent movie experience. I walked out of the theater, 
And I was just, I was buzzing for an hour and a half after that movie. After the first time? After the first time. I mean, I literally, even even John Snitker, who has, I don't know if he's ever read, he maybe read comic books when he was a kid or something, he's, but he's not a, he is not a comic book geek. He had no idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy were, other than the commercials he may have seen on TV. He knew nothing about it. The first thing he said after the movie's over, I know I said this earlier in the episode, he goes, I need to see this again. That was his first reaction was, I need to see this again, because we had such an incredible experience in that theater watching that movie, and, you know, I just, you know, again, I, I just, I could not believe that they pulled it off. They did what they wanted to do, and they, they stink and nailed it. And, yeah, it was confusing. Uh, I, I've actually got one gripe with the movie. Were you I've got, I've got one fairly major thing I did not like about that movie. I'd like it to was hear too it. good. To, to, prove, too much to hopefully prove my objectivity. I'd like to hear it. Because I'd, I seriously, I left the theater, and I was like, I am trying. I, I even mentioned it to you in that, that text message or Facebook, Facebook, whatever it was. I said, I'm trying to be objective about this. I'm consciously trying to be objective about this. And now here's my thoughts. It's a new freaking genre. Um, I did not like the casting of Zoe Saldana as Gamora. I thought that was a major miss. I didn't like the uh, I didn't like the makeup. And, you know who I and this this is this is me is? this is me going Brad Milo here because she didn't look exactly like she did in the comics. She should, why couldn't they give her the yellow eyeliner? which is proudly displayed in the comics. Also, Gamora, Gamora is not a 98-pound waif. Gamora is, she's not, she's not like okay. Power Girl voluptuous, but there wasn't, there's not one curve on Zoe Saldana's body, and her face is so gaunt because she's, she has, what, 1% body fat or something that I just, you know, Gamora is, is the deadliest woman in the galaxy, so dis- but she's also gorgeous. Your dissatisfaction with this is because you're a fan of the comic and, and you have a predisposed idea of what Gamora is and what she looks like. And uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, it's not major, but but no, yeah, no. that that's my nitpick. I I didn't why... I didn't like the casting of Zoe Saldana. Okay, and and you know what the the thing with the yellow around the eyes, you know, whatever. That is so such a minor point. I'm not even going to take off for that. But I just, you know, like you said, you had some casting issues with this movie, and and I, uh, um, and, and my casting issue was I, you know, and I'm sorry, I, I wish I had a replacement <laughs> right off the top of my head. I haven't thought about it that much. I don't know who I would have in that role to replace Zoe Saldana. I think she had a fine job, but I wish they had found someone who, I think Gamora, again, she's she's sexy. And that's one thing that makes her so dangerous. It's like, oh my gosh, I want that, but I might die. You, you know, this might like be making love to a praying mantis or a black widow here or something. You ever see the movie she did called Columbiana? No, never have. I've seen tiny little chunks of it, but I've never watched all the way. Her through. Gamora character was yeah. a lot like the character she played in yeah. Columbiana. I just deadly, I think, sexy, yeah, scary. Uh, she could kill you. If she okay. wanted to. And she, see, for, for I, me, I totally understand why they chose her to do this role. She was she, to me. She was. The weakest member of that group. Yeah, she. I would agree. Yeah, she was of the five. Of the five, yeah. yeah. Be, mostly because they didn't really give her a lot to do. I mean, she she did she played her role well, but I think she needed a little more. And yeah, you know, I think anybody else could have played that role. I, I you was know, gonna say I would have rather have seen the girl who played Nebula. Okay. 
as Gamora because well, I'm not familiar with the girl who played Nebula. Well, the girl who played Nebula was Amy Pond. Amy Pond. Come well, along, Pond. I thought that was Kieran Gillen that played Nebula. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Karen her Gillen Doctor Who is, name. Karen Gillen is Amy Pond. From Amy, Doctor Who. Amy Pond is, is Amy the, Pond a character? Is the character yeah. okay, okay. from Doctor Who. I'm not familiar and, with this actress. And they, they made this big deal um, that... Karen Gillan had this beautiful red hair. It was long, luxuriously long red hair. In real life, right? Yeah, and she cut it. She <laughs> shaved her head in real life for really? this role. Wow. And she can grow I back. did, at the end of the movie, I thought, you did all that for that <laughs> secondary role? Yeah. It was weird. And, and, and I, I think of Amy Pond, uh, I, I think of Karen Gillan as being a, a pretty accomplished actress. And... Uh, uh, she didn't have anything to do in this movie besides just one note, you know, kill them or get them. You yeah. know, she, she really had nothing to do. It's just like it kind of shocked me that they cast a fairly major star, uh, you know, and she would not have she would not have made a good Gamora. Okay. Um, but uh, the one thing that she did that bothered me the most was when she was uh, in the same. I guess it's a throne room wherever Thanos sits. Okay. When she's listening to Thanos talk to the Elf King. Yes. Because um, Elf King is the guy who played uh, Ronan the Accuser. Lee Pace. Elf King. Lee Pace yeah, from Pace. The Hobbit. He, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which he, I would like to point out, this Legolas is the first dad. time we have mentioned the villain of the movie. Ronan. Yeah. I, and I just want to point that out because it seems like the villain was... It was like, secondary. It was secondary. Yeah. It was more well, about the group than the adventure. The adventure is what brought them together, of course. The bad guys are what brought them together. But more to that movie is just everyone yeah. coming together. Once well, I realized that was Lee Pace, I, I really kind of take a couple steps back. because I only watched bits of the show. I may have watched an episode or two somewhere along the line, but he was the pie maker from Pushing Daisies. Yeah. Never saw it. And that's what I think of when I see Lee Pace. Okay. And... For him to go from that character, well, see, that's the same who was really, and, who was really a sweet from Walking Dead, human, yeah. to this was uh, hey. quite. A, but he clearly had a lot of fun. And 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 here's the thing: I wish this is the one thing about Gamora. In my opinion, Gamora should have kind of that that I'm sexy and and I know it, and I know that you want me, but I may be too dangerous for you. But she's got that gleam in her eye. Uh-huh. She's got that I'm dangerous gleam in her. That kind of that kind of. Uh, you know, come hither, arch the eyebrow kind of thing. And Zoe Saldana did not play her like that. Okay. I don't know if Saldana, you know, we've never really seen her emote because, you know, in Colombiana, as you're pointing out, as Uhura, um, and as this, she's basically kind of a one-note actress. Yeah. And, and she had a lot of forehead makeup. Boy, she did, let dude. her not uh, raise her eyebrows. Oh, my gosh, she did. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that this movie was not perfect. Uh, by any means, but wow, what a just I walked out of the theater. It's just like it, it's so refreshing to see something that absolutely went against the grain of the the stamp them out assembly line cookie cutter. You know, uh, uh, audience test this to the limit. Oh my gosh, we got to change the ending because the focus group didn't like. You know, it's like no. It seemed I'm sure there there was clearly yeah. some focus testing. I'm I'm not saying. <laughs> You know, that's not what I'm saying, but it really felt like they took a chance with this movie and to see it pay off is, is just 
gratifying. I'm I'm happy for them. I'm happy for me. I'm happy for for the the one percent of the people or less than one percent of the people out there who went and saw this movie had any stinking idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. And now, again, the tent that I was in, my Guardians of the Galaxy tent has gone from being uh, uh, a comfortable uh, room for uh, two or three people to millions of people are in it's this like tent now. <laughs> I kind of love it. So, uh, it, it, r- r- real quick, uh, next can week. Can I finish what I was going to say? Next week. You've been wanting to finish for the last three. I know. <laughs> okay, finish. For the last seven years I've yeah. been wanting to finish. Um, the I thing finish that, first? that Nebula... Uh, the one thing that she did that really, other than just seemed like an extraneous character, when she called Thanos daddy, thanks daddy, I was like, really? Yeah. You're not going to call Thanos daddy, even if he is your dad. You would say, thanks father. Oh. I mean, this is friggin' Thanos. You don't call him daddy. Thanks daddy. Another Karen Gillan note, little yeah. Hollywood gossip. Did you, did you see the same previews <laughs> I saw? Um, I saw the the preview for uh, the last Hobbit movie was really cool to watch, but they showed a promo, Karen Gillan, and uh, and speaking of the Star Trek connection, Uhuru and um, uh, gosh, I'm blanking on his name, uh, um, uh, Sulu, the guy who played Sulu okay. in the new movie, Kumar, yeah, or Harold, one of them. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't Harold. know. Um, okay, so Harold and Amy Pond are going to be in a new uh, sitcom or dramedy or whatever on a major network, ABC, who, I don't know. Yeah, Selfies or something like that. It was called Selfies, and I turned to John both times. I turned to John and said, this is the biggest piece of garbage I have ever seen and they are giving us the good parts for the promo before Guardians of the Galaxy. It is awful. It's like I looked at that and I said, she cannot act. What is up with that? She was terrible in this thing. Oh, it's going to be a, a disaster. It, it, what it felt like to me, um, Amy Pond's, uh, her agent, Said, dude, strike while the iron's hot. No matter what people offer you, take it. Right. Take it, take it. If it pays, take <laughs> it. Dude, you're looking, you know, you've conquered, you know, the British airwaves with Doctor Who and EastEnders or whatever the heck else she's been in. You know, I don't know, was she in Whitechapel or whatever? The, the Anyway, you know, so now to make it really big and to become a, a, a galactic style superstar, no pun intended, she needs to conquer America. And so she's looking for a vehicle to make her famous and rich she, she in America. English. This is what she and or the agent chose for her to do, and it is going to be terrible. Well, most sitcoms are. Unwatchable. I'm watching the trailer right now. Unwatchable. Like Not funny. She looks like the B in 23. Uh, she and John Cho, like that's the, his uh, name. Okay. Yeah, John Cho. Oh, it just, it looks like maybe the worst show that's ever been put on television unbelievable let's talk about um specific things we okay. liked or i thought the character of drax was amazing he was my he, he was one of my two favorites he has always been a very one note character in the comics even though that one note has changed radically across the ages when he was first created he was just basically a flat-out villain slash anti-hero uh, who was created for the sole purpose of destroying Thanos. They did not do a good job at all 
of explaining how Drax was created because they the first time you see him he's rising up out of that 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 pool that pit that whatever yeah and so you really have no idea what his origin is but he was he was a dead human who lost his family in like a car accident or really? something and then aliens and then and he was resurrected um, by the Kree or somebody specifically to destroy Thanos. Oh wow! That I didn't was, know he was a human. That he was programmed to do that. Yeah, and, and I'm blanking on the name because I'm super, super well, freaking tired. They didn't go um, into that. At, no, at they didn't all. go into that at all. They, in fact, they made it sound like yeah. he was a member of a race who was like a walking thesaurus, yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, who who he, they didn't get irony. He right? um his his comic literal. book his comic book character went from the villain slash antihero. To and I again, my dark period is the '90s. I have no idea how or why or when they exactly they did this, but then they turned Drax into an absolute buffoon. He was super pumped up, like he was on steroids. In the movie, he was a no. Buffoon? In the comic oh, okay. books, sorry. Uh, in the comic books, they made him basically an absolute infantile dolt who could barely who could barely recognize his own name. I mean, he was stupid, 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 and then. They came out with this new incarnation of him. Uh, I think Abnett and Lanning may have done that in Annihilation Conquest. I'll have to go back and reread that one of these days. So this is his third major incarnation in the comic books. That's the version they used in the movie. But he was still a one-note character. The The nuance that that what was a pro wrestler? Dave Never heard ba- of this guy. Dave Bautista. He was in the, the I mean, Riddick. Okay. Using the new, the latest Riddick my first, Vin Diesel movie. Yeah. My first thought is why isn't Vin Diesel should be playing Drax? <laughs> not not whoever this Dave Bautista guy is. By he, the end of the movie, I was wrong. He I'm was, sorry. He, was, uh, he did he, a great great I, job. I, I just that, he was not only was he funny because he takes everything literally. Yeah. <laughs> so was, I had to which I had, was just <laughs> that like, was awesome. Brilliant because I you know, you see the previews for this movie and you think you start to pigeonhole characters. Right. And so I saw him, and I go, oh, okay. Well, there's the brute who wants yeah. to smash everything like right. Hulk. And yeah. he's just going to be, he's just going to want to kill yeah. all the time. He's, he's the thing. Right. He's the Hulk. He's just, he's and the Charlie 27. He's just the muscle. A good job of reinventing that and giving him a personality yeah. that, uh, that just, Made you wanted to hear you wanted to learn more about him. I think that was amazing. Is what Zoe Saldana was not able to do. Dave Bautista, Bautista. I think it's what? about Bautista. Bautista. Yeah, he did. He infused nuance and subtlety into that character, even though the character's actions are pretty right. one note. And it was just, I, I that was the biggest revelation well, I think of, of the movie to me. Raw is it yeah. Riddick. Okay. The Man with Iron Fist. He was in Scorpion King 3. Oh, okay. Oh, The Man with the Iron Fist. I have tried to watch that a number of he times. Did. He was in it. Chuck. Was weird. The TV show. He oh. was in Chuck? Yeah. Really? Was was one episode? or one episode. I thought he did a real capable Tell job me the episode name. Does it say it? Yeah. Hold on. I'll bring it up. It's like... Chuck versus the blank. T-I. Huh? Oh, cut. Chuck versus the couch lock. Okay. <laughs> he plays T-I. I'll have to research that. Um... Drunk Drax was funny also. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think a, a, a guy that big wouldn't have gotten that drunk. But then again, in the movie, he was a, of alien nature. So maybe yeah. alcohol affects him differently. Yeah. Which I, uh, one of my favorite scenes was at the end with the, yes. uh, with the Groot tree dancing. Oh, no, that Drax was, in that the was background. wonderful. And you know what made it so great was 
the choice of song. I yeah. Want You Back by the yeah. Jackson 5. Jack oh, five. gosh. Well, and awesome. um, you've got to think that... That was just great. This is not my, uh, my original thought, um, but uh, do you think <laughs> Marvel is going to rue the day if they do not have the little dancing Groot in a plant. Oh, it's coming this Christmas. It's got to. It's coming this It's got to. And those things will be doing their little... Doing a little groove things from coast to coast in preparation for Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't two. know anything about Groot, but I really like that character. Yeah, um, and he was uh, funny. He was unintentionally funny. Oh gosh, the one scene where Rocket is saying, "If we want to escape this jail." By the way, yeah, I could not tell that was Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. and I was extremely thankful for that. I'm mm-hmm. with you on that. I, I was glad he that- did not sound like Bradley Cooper. He sounded like a completely different yeah. person, which was wonderful. So. Rocket is saying, if we're going to escape from this prison, I need this. I need that battery on the wall behind that panel. Yeah. I need this. I need that guy's leg. <laughs> and before he even gets that far, Groot turns around and starts going for that panel. That was just wonderful. It was just good, yeah. subtle humor. It was like, well, stuff is happening. If you're not paying attention, you're going to miss a lot of stuff. And as Groot is reaching for the panel, Rocket's saying, you know, the, the battery has to be the last thing because... Right. Once that battery is pulled, the alarms will go off, the gig is up, yeah. and then Groot turns around handing him the battery as the, the, yeah. the alarm claxes are firing. It's like, or we could just get the battery first and yeah. improvise. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets that one guy, spoiler alert, he gets that one guy's the fake leg, and he's like, oh, I didn't need that. I just thought it'd be funny to get that. Was, that was a great gag. Such well, a good gag. And, he, yeah. and, and Rocket pulls it again. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what, what body Near part does he ask for the second time? The guy's eye. Yeah, the, guy the guy's had a prosthetic eye. eye. But, but Rocket is just, he's just, he can't contain it. He's just, yeah. he's laughing he's like, on the no, inside so no, hard. No, seriously, I need it. <laughs> I know, I did big, I need it though, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, he, had, he had another good line towards the end too, where they where they're exonerated from the Nova Corps. Okay, and he, and he and Rocket goes, so he can't commit any more crimes. He goes, well, what if I want something that someone else has? <laughs> yeah, right. well, that's stealing. And Drax, what if I want it Drax more than they do? Yeah, but what if I want it more? Drax even goes, what if I feel like uh, murdering, taking, taking someone's life, <laughs> or taking? And the well, guy goes, well, that's murder. That's pretty much yeah. illegal. Well, and, and in your mind's eye, realize this is John C. <laughs> Riley who's explained right. to them that well. That would be considered murder, so it's a crime, and uh, no. My favorite line in the whole movie was uh, Peter Quill saying, "He got, they got my dick message! Yeah. <laughs> that was just wonderful. Awesome. If you haven't seen the movie... We're not going to explain it. Go see the movie because that's funny as heck. I, I, man, uh, I, I think my favorite line might have been the Jackson Pollock joke. Or he's got that Gamora says something like, This ship is filthy. He's going, Oh, she has no idea, man. If you took a black oh, yeah. to this place, it'd look like <laughs> Jackson Pollock. <laughs> I was like, that, Now, did you catch the name of his ship? Milano. Yeah. Do you know what its name is? I wouldn't after? have known except I saw the article that you're referring yeah. to. Well, I, it, I don't uh, know. The ship is named Milano after Peter Quill's crush from when he was a kid on Earth of Melissa Milano. Yeah. Nice. Liked all his <laughs> 80s references. Mm-hmm. I had an issue with. The fact that they never really explained why Yondu kidnapped him. Um, uh, they yeah, okay, definitely, they, they definitely left it. that wide open they, for the next one. They do explain it after the fact. I've read about it since then. Um, in the movie, they explained uh, it. No, they do not explain it in the movie. Well, uh, at well, least not there's, well. There's that, there's Maybe that it's one of those things line, you have to pay attention to. There's that one line at the end with Yondu and the other guy talking, and they go, uh, you know that, you know, why that is where you get the explanation. Yeah, from. yeah. It, they go. Um, 
you know, I'm really glad I didn't give that that kid Peter Quill to his father. Yeah, because like, we were hired to pick him up. I'm right. Glad, I'm okay, glad so that's that's father. what it was. Is this who you're we, thinking is um, uh, the guy that you said we might be set up for the next Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, um, uh, his, um, well, I think uh, what they're setting up uh, for the next movie, um, I don't know where they're going to go with it. Um, uh, we've been guy's assuming name that you said before, and I can't think of who. It, uh, you said you think we might see this one character in the next movie, uh, Warlock. Yeah, Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. Well, oh, we've Adam. been we've been assuming. I guess I maybe I've been assuming um, maybe I'm the only one that the Infinity Gems are going to show up in Avengers two or Avengers three or something. There's a I, I'm starting to think that maybe uh, and who knows maybe Kevin Feige and, and company had to say let's see what happens. Yeah. You know we we can be flexible, but maybe if the Guardians of the Galaxy just knocks everybody in the dirt and 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 scores big. Maybe it's the Guardians of the Galaxy that leads us into the Infinity Gauntlet, the Infinity Quest, the Infinity War, that kind of stuff. That would be pretty stinking cool because we did get we we've now got an accounting of four of the six Infinity Stones. After the movie, when we were leaving, there was a a, a big group of comic geeks, uh, all standing around in circle. Yeah, they were all on their. their were they all doing this? <laughs> no, they were all on their smartphones. Going, okay. Yeah, I can't. I'm I'm trying to find a list of all the the colors. I thought purple was this. Stone. I, no, right. I thought that was blue, and they were all talking about. Um, <laughs> turns out, purple, according to the articles I read, was uh, the power. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, dang it! Now I need to go find that stinking article. Um, while you look that up, I heard a really great theory. This isn't based on anything of how the Infinity Gauntlet or how Thanos is going to fit into into Avengers Two and bring the Infinity Gauntlet. About. Do you want me to say it? I mean, because it's theory, but it sounds well. You've like already you... blown the lid off the, earlier that we were going to have Thanos on the show. Oh yeah. Let me see if I can get him on, and you can. Why don't we get Thanos on right now? <laughs> you can talk to him about it. Okay, it's a really good idea. I have a whole bunch of funny reporter names. That Hang I'm on, I got to use. I got to make an interstellar call. Okay. <laughs> I don't know which funny reporter name to use first. Hello? Hello? Thanos? Yes, this is Thanos. Oh, hey, what's up? Who is this? Uh, How'd this you get this, this number? Is, this is Half Hour Wasted, the pod, the famous podcast. Thanos, you gave me your number earlier. Don't you remember doing that? Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I remember now. Uh, this is uh, What's a Podcast. I, I don't have time for social media. Is that uh, what this yeah, is? Yeah, look, look, look. This is this is Thanos. This is fine, but but you got my email right. Which, which by the way, is your email really Thanos at? Is it really Thanos at AOL.com? Yeah, AOL's never failed me. I've uh, I've been using AOL since the eighties. That's I've weird. Yet to need anything different. Okay. Because I had a Mindspring account for you. <laughs> no Mindspring. Those guys are jerks. Their customer service is rotten. So what are you guys doing? What are you guys talking about? Well, we have an array of reporters here that would like to ask you questions. Oh, go right ahead. That's fine. Yes, okay. go ahead. Um, here, um, you, ma'am, right there. Uh, yeah, her name is Busty Sinclair from the Afternoon Rack. Yes, hello, Busty. <laughs> I've actually read your, your magazine a few times. Uh, I keep what copy in the bathroom. And uh, she would like to know, um, what will you be doing in the new Avengers movie, Avengers 2? Are you going to be in it? 
Well, we're still working that out. Uh, Marvel and my my uh, manager are talking. You know, this movie thing is new for me. Really? I don't know if you know about that. I may be the supreme being, all-time leader of space and dimension. How does that saying go? I've already screwed that up. The all-being master of time and space and dimension. Well, it's some, something similar to that. Anyways, uh, but but I haven't had time for such frivolous uh, things as acting. So well, my, my manager's, uh, we're working on it. We're working on it. You might see something about that. You know, you did you did a good job in uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. You're only in it for like five minutes, but that little part, you know, you were pretty good. You know, I didn't have a lot of time to dedicate to the, you know, you Earthlings, you Earthlings value entertainment and funny ha-ha laughter and special effects and chroma keys. I don't even know what that stuff is, but, you know, I'm worried about conquering the universe. And uh, I'm sorry, Busty? Was that your name, Busty? Yeah, yeah, right there. Why are you looking at me like that? Uh, you ever thought about uh, dating a mad titan? <laughs> uh, we got another question. Thanos, 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 oh, Thanos, over here. You got oh, okay. why, why do you like Gamora so much better than Nebula? Nebula's Ooh. a lot hotter. And, and, and a follow-up question, why did you turn Nebula into a cyborg? Well, the simple answer to your first question is, Nebula is my real daughter. Gamora is technically not my daughter, if you catch my meaning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. There you go. Uh, the cyborg thing, she says, Daddy, uh, I really want to be a cyborg for Halloween. Uh, can you please turn me into one? You took her far too literally. Yes. Uh, you know, but that's them's the brakes. That is the brakes. Them's the brakes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah we no have, take backsies, right? Uh, we have another question from a Rex Lax from the Daily Movement. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Hey, Thanos loves a good poop joke. <laughs> Go uh, ahead, caller. Uh, yeah, what's up with your chin? I mean, it looks like... Looks like it needs a good ironing. What's going on? You know, I I can't really come up with a funny excuse, but the truth is that I fell down some stairs when I was a young child. The stairs happened to be 500 billion thousand kilometers long. Kilometers? Yes. Okay. I'm That's not familiar with... Kilometers or kilometers? Kilometers. Okay. Kilometer, we say kilometers where I'm from. That's dumb. Don't you dare talk with me like that. I'll talk to you however I want, I'll chin take boy. your head off at the balls. All right, well, I'll take your chin off at the balls. Got me? I ain't afraid of you, dummy. I shouldn't talk like that. Oh, over here, over here. Um, is it true you're going to be appearing at the Improv later this month? No, that is a false accusation of false uh, slanderous which is which is uh written slander or libel, libel? i think libel's written libel is written libel is written i'm assuming you read that one blog by that hack so no that is a libelous accusation and i will not uh yeah, comment on that it, further it was My on lawyers are knee deep it, it in was an, it was on tom brevoort's tumblr page tom brevoort is a douchebag I'm sorry, but that's just the way he is. Believe me, I know. So I wanted to ask you fellas a question. 
Sure, chin boy, go ahead. Watch your tone, mister. Uh, I will. <laughs> My question to you is... How to fix your chin? I don't know. No, go ahead. You are writing checks your body can't cash. That's right. Well, that's because I'm poor. I don't have any money in my checking account. So, there. You're teasing the gorilla in the monkey house. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't understand what you said, but okay. Perhaps if I talk in a higher pitch. Yeah, there we go. No, you finish your thought, uh, You're Mr. teasing Chin. the gorilla in the monkey house. Oh, there we go. Okay. There you go. Sometimes. A lot of college... Uh, my college has caught up with me. Yeah, you know, I did a lot of experimenting with uh with your chin? Yeah, with, I can see. Enough about the chin. Okay. I don't have anything funny to say about my chin mm-hmm. because the guy who's doing my voice can't think that quickly. <laughs> Look, don't be sad. Chin up, Thanos. Come on. I see what you did there. All right, again. no, no more chin jokes. This interview is not turning out the way I thought it might. Uh my question is irrelevant now. And uh do you know, know about soap? Because apparently uh, you don't know anything about soap. You smell. Just, uh, I can smell you from here. You are like galaxies away, and you stink, Thanos. I've lost all enthusiasm for this bit. <laughs> this bit is going nowhere. Bill, don't you have a question for Thanos? I'm, I'm being mean to Thanos. I'm sorry, Thanos, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about your chin. I'm sorry about your stink. You know, that, that, you know that's how the universe with big chins. Oh, Question, question. <clears throat> question over here. Over here. Over here. Yes, go ahead. What is better, the smell of a puppy dog or a walk on the beach? Wait, Say, with, wait. with a loved one. What's better? Okay, I'll, I'll, oh, I'll simplify okay. my I question. You meant the smell what's of better? a walk on the beach. Right? Yeah, no, that's what I meant. <laughs> uh, what's better, um, puppy breath or a walk on the beach? I'm gonna have to go with puppy breath because uh, salt water. When it's been vaporized and it, it gets into my sinuses, it plays havoc with my uh, sinuses. I'm of an alien nature. I don't know if you realize this, but I'm of an alien. I'm not human. I'm humanoid. By the way, the term humanoid is very uh, uh, narcissistic. It's, you know, it's racialist. It's 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 uh, self-centered. You know, I don't know why I'm not saying. Uh, wh- wh- by the way, what race am I? What race uh, is Thanos? You're the Mad Titan. Does Am that I, help any? No, what race is, uh, is... I don't know. You're from Titan. You don't he, know what race Thanos he is? He has titan. parents, you're though, right? titanoid. Where's he Thanos? From, yeah, I just read, uh, I read the, the Thanos, hey, uh, the five-part... Can you Google me real quick? Yeah, I read, this is more fun. I read that five-part Thanos something that led... Uh, and I just I lost so much will to live while reading that thing. It Thanos, was beautifully written. Thanos, we're going to have to let you go. We've got... Uh, <laughs> We've got more important things to do right now. But Thanos. Well, thanks for your time. Thanks for your time. And uh, screw you guys. I'm going home. Ah. Gosh. That Thanos is a stinky Ended jerk. abruptly. So are we supposed to see Thanos in the next movie? Will he have a cameo? I mean, I, I think the way it's building is that he'll be the big baddie in the third Avengers, right? Well, no, well, oh, third Avengers, yeah. I mean, because we know Ultron's in the second one, right? Yeah. I'm really interested to see what James Spader does with him. Well, and you know the uh, the original Infinity Quest, Infinity Gauntlet, all that stuff. Um, yeah, they didn't have I'm the gonna, Guardians of the Galaxy in it. That was an Avengers thing. So I'm maybe cut that Thanos interview way down. Yo, no oh no way! Oh, it was it was brutal. 
I'm sorry, Bill. Go ahead. <laughs> I was being really mean to Thanos, and I'm sorry, That's but okay. it was just funny. I know. Mean. So the the Infinity stuff that all this Infinity Gauntlet stuff is based on was all. It, I mean, but it was like Eric Masterson, Thor, and wasn't it like U.S. Agent, and it was all the faux Avengers. But it was an Avengers thing, not a Guardians thing. The faux so Avengers. Can the we Avengers. run through the Infinity Stones as as we've seen them so far? Um, okay, um, I, I'm probably doing this a, by memory because I haven't found that article yet. There's probably an article somewhere. The first one was obviously uh, the the gem uh, from Loki's staff. Is it though? Because the article I read said mm-hmm. that. They're assuming that that's one of them. It's well, not yeah, like... We are assuming that, though, yes. We, okay, we are let's go chronologically. What was first? Was the Tesseract first? I uh, believe the, the, uh, the Tesseract good, was yeah. first, yeah. So that's been considered one of the yeah, that stones. Is. But it doesn't look like a stone. Does that mean the stone No, it, it doesn't it? have well, to. Well, neither does the ether. I mean, from a... True. Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. Best ringtone ever. I don't know who that is. Guess what? I'm not answering. Brad, where's the pizza hut that we use? Um, <laughs> so you're right. The, the ether from Thor Dark World is considered one. Yes. So we've got the Tesseract. We've got the ether. We've got um, the Loki's, Loki's, Loki's scepter. Ding, Loki's scepter. Okay, what color was... And now we've got the orb. But see, the, the tesseract purple. is blue, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, so was yeah, the scepter. Uh, the, the stone in Loki's scepter was blue, wasn't Loki's it? Loki's scepter is blue. The orb is purple. The ether is red. And um, the, the other one. The tesseract is blue, though. There's the te- two blue ones. The tesseract, is, blue. the tesseract is blue. The tesseract is blue, and Loki's scepter stone is blue. Oh. One of them must be um, like a sea foam. Maybe a okay teal okay. maybe, yeah it could be yeah. But so far those are the four that we're supposed to have seen. Yeah, hey, where's that stack of comics? Get, uh, it's right, right here. Right here. S- give me that. I'm gonna see if I can uh, find there, this there's, there's real a lovely quickly. Picture out there. I've been trying to find it. Well, I thought I saw it on. I thought I saw it. Maybe I didn't. I mean, there's there's space, mind, soul, reality, time, and power. I th- I was thinking I'd had seen the the actual. Uh, what you call it, the, the gauntlet on a cover of this book or something, but that doesn't even make sense. Is there a picture of the gauntlet with all the stones in these books anywhere? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's the whole point of those things. Well, which one um, is it? Uh, I, uh, take a look at the, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. There we go. It was that article on Slash Film that has a... Yeah. All I see is War and Crusade. I don't see Gauntlet anywhere. Oh, I, you know what? There's a oh, chance look, I don't have go, it in go, there. Sorry. Okay, look. Yeah. There's a blue, and green, then the, yellow, The The last purple. one's on his wrist. It's behind the knuckles. You got the one. one. two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Blue, green, purple, yellow. It looks like maybe pink and red. Yes. And, uh, and here's that article from Slash Oh, you got film. the Slash film? Yeah. Good, so good, good, the good. Mind Gem, which is red... They're attaching it to Loki's staff, which is blue. Okay, so okay. the mind gem. The, the reality he... gem, which is orange, they're connecting it to the ether, which is kind of a red-orange. Yeah, really? Okay. All right. Well, and, and uh, if you think about it so far, the, the, um, 
got a little short going on. Yeah, apparently. Sorry, I'll, I'll quit. Uh, Go ahead, Frank. I'll quit, mess, quit uh, messing with it. The Power Gem, which is, it looks like it's yellow or gold in the comic books. They're connecting that to the orb in the Guardians, which was purple. I would say it was purple. Yeah, it was purple. Yeah. Um, the Space Gem, which is green, they're attaching to the Tesseract, which is blue. And then the last two are the Time Gem, which is blue, and the Soul Gem, which is purple. So if we were to believe this article on Slash Film, they're not staying true to the colors. They're having their own fun okay. with the colors. I, I think it's safe to say. So they, um, I don't think we can base it on colors. We have to base it on what the gems can do and what their abilities are. And it may in the end become what is called the Infinity Gauntlet, but I don't think we will see that until, the, until it is on a glove. Right. And... Because the idea that the ether was a gem was very hard for me to get through my pea-sized brain. Me, mine too. Yeah. So, and I we I made the kids watch. Uh, by the way, uh, we watched Thor two um, the the afternoon before we went to go see uh, the movie that night. I told them to watch that. They had to watch that movie before we go see the movie because I wanted them to see the uh, the the post uh, uh, the post credits teaser with the collector in it, yeah. who we haven't even touched on. Um, yeah, we got that we was got a small whole- scene, but. Dang, Benicio del Toro is awesome. He was, he was an interesting character. I just, I Over love the top. Oh, I just, I, I loved his bow with the hands and the the way he, the way he spoke his words. And he shook because he was so in love with something. By oh now, we gosh. all know that the very end of yes. the movie, after all the credits, yes. is a scene with the collector and Howard the Duck. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in the first. In the middle of the movie, when we first see the collector in his area, mm-hmm. did you see Howard the Duck then? I did not. I read that he was, in fact, back in the background. He somewhere. was. The first time we saw the collector's face, Yeah, like you're the movie viewer on the screen, yes. right up here, okay. out of focus, but okay. just, blur, just in focus enough, you could tell it was Howard the Duck. Okay. <laughs> and uh, by the way, do you know who the voice of Howard the Duck was? No. I do. Seth Green. Yeah. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I recognized that makes, his voice. That right makes away. some sense. Why I, do you let I, I can him deal with lick it. you like that. Um, yeah. Well, now, I was. I heard about the scene going in, so in the movie, I knew what I was going to see. At first, I was like, "Why aren't they using this opportunity to set up something else?" Like we've kind of gotten used to, and maybe even craved. Yes. Well, they kind of were. I don't believe they set anything up with that last. Well, hold on, just a minute, okay. Chachi. Okay. Um, they didn't over, you know, they didn't obviously set anything up. And I thought about this for days afterwards. It's like, I, I, all of those scenes are gonna... obvious setups. Yeah. Um, okay. In the background, um, you see it, uh, it's damn near foreground element. The first time they show up at the collector's place. Um, then in the post credit scene, uh, you see it, uh, again, just as clearly one of those, uh, cages, yeah. display cases, whatever you want to call it has a giant cocoon in it. Giant cocoon. Okay. It, it, I mean, it looks like a slug or something. It's just it's this big, nasty-looking... It looks like a looks like a slug, you know? Like Based a, on uh, what we've uh, seen in the Marvel... almost. Yeah, almost. A a, yeah, kind of almost looks like a chrysalis kind of thing. Based on what we've seen in the Marvel movies... Yeah. I wouldn't... No, think, dude. Seeing that, I wouldn't think... L- let, me, let me go I ahead and, let me go ahead and connect saying, the though? dot for you Okay. Here. Okay. Uh, there's two dots. We're halfway from first dot to second dot. Inside that cocoon, and this is—I I don't know that I've read is anything. This conjecture. 
Uh, this is strong conjecture, but that it's in slash film too. Okay, so. well, but this is this is this is how it's worked for this Marvel comic character on at least two separate occasions. Adam Warlock is the is inside that cocoon recovering. He's he's either being made or he's recovering from mortal injuries. It's almost like the uh, the Odin sleep. Well, he goes into this cocoon and he emerges months later. And he's generally going to be a little bit different. It's almost like Doctor Who undergoing a transformation from one Doctor to the next. He's going to be a little bit different personality-wise. His power set may be a little bit different. But it's Adam Warlock. And typically, when he comes out of those cocoons, he gets even more powerful. That's fine and dandy for the the comic book reader. And that's kind of what they're shooting for there. But every other tag that has been a setup Mm -hmm. has been overtly... Um, I agree. And that's it's why called it, the Avengers and that's Initiative, why it, or it's or yeah. it's um, yeah. putting a team together. Yeah. And, and that's why it. That's why it, it took one me, down, five to go. You know. Yeah it it took me kind of. I'd say that I was kind of off Easter balance egg. at the end of that. I'd say it's more of an Easter egg than a than a tease for something coming. Yeah. Out. Okay. I mean, I because I'm if not, they had done a slow truck into it, and then you look past, if they had drawn they, attention to it. Yeah. yeah. I I don't have a I don't have an issue with with the way you're phrasing it. I, Sir, I understand your we found your concerns it. there. You know, Thor's hammer. Right. Him, yeah. No doubt. Him. Um. I mean, they're certainly not setting up Howard the Duck movie. <laughs> No, and uh, James Gunn, the director, has How great said would that be though that you know that ain't happening. That's just, no. Uh, but the guy who created Howard the Duck also was had his hand in creating uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Steve Gerber or Bill Mantlo, which one? Uh, Steve Gerber is okay. the guy who okay. did uh, Guardians. Uh, excuse me, Howard the Duck. Yeah. So, so by the any, way, if anything, Howard the Duck fits it the fits feel this, of the yeah, movie. I would say yeah, so, and that's why after seeing it, I kind of went, All right, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it, it was kind of a, a cap on the end. Of, and well, I and did have I did have a tiny theory about why they did put him in. Why Howard the Duck? Because Howard the Duck, beside after being a comic book, it also was a movie by George Lucas. Yeah, noted for being very very bad. If this movie had been a disaster, huh? They could have just pointed and go, "Yeah, we kind of knew that. That's why we put Howard the Duck." At the here's end. here's another theory. Um, my theory is that. And I mean, who knows? This would be like Marvel Phase Five or Six if they ever got that far. But Howard the Duck being in this movie um, establishes the idea that there might be an actual multiverse in the Marvel universe, because Howard the Duck comes from another universe where they're all ducks. Yeah, he he is. It's on his world. It's normal for ducks to walk and talk and, and look like Donald Duck, you know, to wear a little jacket with no bottoms. Um, and he, through a, a true accident of fate, ends up being dumped out on our world where he is, you know, truly alone. Um, speaking of that. Um, Did you hear Rocket- the notes that Disney gave him on Howard the Duck? No. Uh-uh. Disney gave very specific directions. Okay. On- how Howard had to look, okay. so as not so that there was no way anybody would get confused with Don, he would be confused with Donald. Duck. Okay, okay. They gave they, and it was like two to T. He has to look like this. He yeah. has to he has to wear a hat. It was more of what he had to look like and what yeah. he couldn't look. Well, and of course, Marvel had had uh, some fairly serious legal issues um, when Howard the Duck was out in comic book form because he did look like Donald the Duck. And they did get uh, 
cease and desists or lawsuits or lawsuits threatened or, or you know, uh, Marvel, uh, I think that may be one of the reasons why the character, you know, was basically just kind of forgotten about at some point. Um, because uh, Howard the Duck had a run of, I'm trying to remember how many issues. It was 25, 30 at issues. one essentials there. worth. Yeah, well, and I've got that one essentials. And by the way, I, I the yeah, it was somewhere in between the first and second viewing. Uh, I, I went on uh, line at eBay. Um, maybe this is the time. Uh, I've got two or three Howard the Duck comic books. They're not in great shape because I found them in uh, you know quarter bins at uh, cons. Um, but I do have the Howard the Duck essential, and uh, the one. Howard the Duck Essential I saw on eBay sold for almost $32. Really? Yes, really. And it was like, should I? Should I? The only thing that's a drag is that the the copy I got, I got from um, uh, Big World. Is that the one on uh, Beltline? How many? 27? 27. 27 issues? That sounds about right. Um, it was great satire, um, but every issue is not great. Uh, you, you do have to kind of push your way through it. Uh, it, it's not it's not a page turn that you can't put down um but some of the their uh their parody of uh star wars which i believe was named star no star black that was mad um but uh but they do, do a, a parody can anywhere uh, you can go out in in, in the yeah, bushes i don't want to leave the table okay uh i just go pee roof just uh, go let me give you a three liter bottle and you can urine bomb us after the show's over with and wash your hands this time yep but uh, also, Howard the Duck, uh, one of my favorite things about Howard the Duck is that uh, uh, Beverly, yes, she fine. Oh, my gosh. That's the, that is the only saving grace of that. Yeah. Of that. We're talking about the movie, right? Uh, the George Lucas movie? No, well, I, I was talking about the comic book. Oh, okay. It wasn't Leah, Leah Thompson. Lee Thompson. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Beautiful. She's, uh, 80s, made she's 80s hot. Yeah, she made hearts throb <laughs> in um, Back to the Future movies, uh, at least the first two. Um, was she in the third one? Um, anyway, the, in the comic books, she fine. And, um, uh, the star Wars kind of semi parody that they do in issues 16, 17, maybe 18. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Um, they've got, uh, uh, Gen- uh they had, was it Dockham, Dockham, the, the enchanter and his, um, uh, his apprentice, uh, Jennifer Kale, who walks around in something that's kind of looking like, um, uh, kind of looks like the Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got like individual metal cones for her up tops, and okay. and she fine. So there's a uh, there's a lot of uh, implied um, uh, sexiness uh, in the Howard the Duck thing. I just brought up a clip of, of Howard. The wow, Duck. that is just amazingly bad. You know, as big a Howard the Duck fan as I as I was and and have been um, since those comics were coming out back in the seventies, I have never ever once even thought about sitting through this movie. Uh, I I saw I sat through it not too long ago, and um, that was. It's really bad. Like it, it, yeah. it, it, it was hard to believe I went to the theater and saw it <laughs> as a kid when it first came out. It's just, it's. And see, again, this is kind of my Gamora thing. And I don't mean to be one note here, but uh, uh, Leah Thompson, she's uh, quite the attractive female. Uh-huh. But Beverly is a bombshell. I mean, she's a bombshell, man. And uh, Leah Thompson, she can't do that. <laughs> 
Stop looking over so, my shoulder. Anyway, now, you know, I'm doing some research, you know, for the upcoming Howard the Duck movie. <laughs> um, but all in all, man, if any of you are wondering, based on that after credit scene, whether or not you should go research uh, Howard the Duck, uh, get some episode, you know, get some issues off Comixology or, or go track down. Uh, uh, I've, I've found out that they're apparently, uh, uh, gosh, if I read this right, they're going to uh, start reprinting or re-releasing uh the Howard the Duck Essentials that it's been out oh, okay. of it's been out of print for seven eight years now. Um, in fact, the the copy that I bought I bought from uh, Big World, which I think is the one there at Beltline. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I bought it from Big World. How you doing, Big World? And um, the uh, the cover, I believe, it makes me wonder if uh, the owner proprietor uh, had it like in a, a window or something because the uh, the cover looks uh, mildly sun bleached. Yeah. It doesn't look damaged, but it's just like, I don't know if that was an, uh, you know, I don't think it's supposed to look like that. Uh, just the, the colors are a little more muted than you would expect. And, and it makes me wonder if it was just in the, the window for a while. I would, uh, you know, and if anyone. If oh, anyone, Jeffrey. No, not the, not the molester Jeffrey Jones. He's not in this movie. The, um, no, I, I would, can't watch I, Ferris Bueller's Day Off without thinking of that jerko. I, I would. Um, Encourage people if they want if they're thinking about seeing Howard the Duck, don't bother the movie. It's <laughs> just don't. I mean, it really is bad. It's not even campy, like oh that's goofy. Uh, you know, I'm gonna watch it. It's so bad, it's good. No, it's just and just it's think, terrible. none of us, none of us took that as a sign that episode one was gonna be disappointing. Not one of us recognized that. Uh, and wasn't that the first thing he did after Star Wars? Golly, I don't know. I'm going to look up. I think that did may he have been. It? He didn't direct it. Uh, George Lucas did. Uh, I don't know. I just, I've always just kind of known urban legend style that George Lucas had a lot to do with that. And and I'm not sure what it, what it would have been besides directing it, unless he did the screenplay or something. So I'm counting on your computer to work fast. He did not direct it. Okay. So he what was his involvement? Well, now I'm getting confused. Yeah, so Everything came out all right, by the way. Good. Fan, fantastic. Fantastic. I'm looking at. So, that. what did George Lucas have to do with this thing? Yeah, I'm fantastic. looking at. Well, he was he was an EP executive producer. That can't be it. I mean, it was was it was it done at Skywalker Ranch? Was ILM? Did they do? I mean, because we've blamed George Lucas for this movie for a generation now. So, what the was director? Was someone called Willard? Huff her H U Y C K. However you would hike, dude. That the, my guess is that's a synonym, uh, or that that is a. Uh, a that's pen my favorite name. flavor. <laughs> synonym, yeah, fantastic. Synonym toast. You get crunch. those little, get those little uh, buttery uh, crackers. Mm-hmm. Turn them into a paste and eat them. Um, you know, what? I can't find what George Lucas has. So what did yo? Movie. So why have we blamed George Lucas for Howard the Duck for the last? 20 freaking years. Right. I don't hey, know. You guys talk. Brad, what year did it come out? On, uh, finish your thoughts on, on the little Gardens of the Galaxy movie. That just came out. <clears throat> I didn't hate it. Um, hang on. I'm, now you got me wondering about. Howard the Duck? Yeah. Okay. So one question I've got is how many reverse flashes did you think you were, it was going to get before seeing it? 
And how did that rating change after seeing it? I thought it was going to get five because I hadn't heard anything. Really? Yeah, I hadn't heard anything bad. About I, I've, I don't, I've never walked into a movie thinking this is going to be a five-star or a five-reverse flash. Well, I hadn't, I hadn't seen anything about it. Yeah. But I'd, I, for me, I walked in that movie hoping that it would get uh, maybe four reverse flashes. I mean, I was hoping that this would be you – know, I was hoping – that it would be the greatest movie ever. Uh, I expected nothing. I expected it to be a mild failure, and uh, you know, which led to my even more pleasant surprise that it was not. Okay, Lucas relinquished his presidency of Lucasfilm to produce to focus on producing films, according to a documentary, a look back at Howard the Duck. Lucas began to seriously consider adapting Howard the Duck as a film and met with Gerber to discuss the project. Steve, Gerber, Steve Gerber's account differs slightly. He recalls that at the time he was approached to discuss the film, Lucas was not yet involved in the project. Hmm. Okay, well, this is turned into a damn mystery. Executive well, producer George Lucas spent $2 million on, on Howard the Duck's suit. How, what executive producer? How Lucas. was that two million dollars worth of suit? It was also the first Marvel movie mm-hmm. based on a or movie based on a Marvel character. Yeah, but and this are is you a, serious? Yeah, this that's, is a uh, kind of cool. This is a little known, uh, another little known uh, bit of trivia uh, that Howard the Duck suit you can now uh, see on uh, uh, pretty much uh, any evening or weekend at uh, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> According to reports at the time of the movie's release, nobody. Nobody? Were you asking us a question? No. No reaction whatsoever? I wasn't listening. Uh, oh, God. I hope somebody, <laughs> I hope somebody out there that does figure. I hope somebody out there on the audience went, oh, my God. According he didn't to, say that. According to reports at the time of the movie's release, George Lucas was heavily in debt, having just built the $50 million Skywalker Ranch complex, and was counting on this film to get him back in the black. When it bombed, wow. he was forced to start selling off assets to stay afloat. His friend Steve Jobs, the CEO of Apple Computer, offered to help by buying Lucasfilm's newly launched CGI animation division for a price well above market value. And Lucas, in desperate straits and thankful for the assistance, agreed. That division eventually became Interesting. Interesting. So he he produced it. And it seems like that's where that's a lot of the um, that's how he was involved. I was always under the impression that he directed it. Me too. Interesting. Well, cool. Well, we got that clear. Yeah. Anyway, I was telling people, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, Brad, but it's so bad, it's not even good. Bad. I have seen it. Yeah. Leah Thompson yeah. is in it. Brian Nixon's high, uh, childhood crush. Yes. Listener Brian Nixon. You know what? I think George Lucas paid, no, there it is, produced by... Executive producer George Lucas. I couldn't find his name on the IMDb page. <laughs> yeah, he's I was thinking, EP. I was thinking he paid somebody to take his name off that IMDb page, but he's there. A friend of mine is convinced that Danny DeVito was in the movie um, Car Wash, but that he had been edited out, that he had paid to have himself edited out of the movie. So look up Car Wash and see if Danny DeVito was in it. He swears he saw Danny DeVito in the movie Car Wash. At the car wash. <laughs> looking at the huh? Wait a minute. Are we talking 
Hang on, let me go back. I don't think I've ever watched that movie that closely. Are we talking <laughs> bikini bloodbath car wash? No, no, no. Ooh, no. that would be better. Just car car wash. wash. Oh, okay. That'd be the uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode. The Pointer Sisters were in this movie, by the <laughs> way. George Carlin, Bill Duke. No way. Uh, Otis Day was in this movie. <laughs> you might if we dance to the old dates. Antonio Fargas, Richard Pryor, George Carlin. Uh, I do not see Danny DeVito's name in here at all. DeVito in the movie Car Wash. Danny oh, DeVito, Joe, scenes deleted. Wow. No way. Yep. Why? Would, why? Was, was it that it. bad? Scenes deleted. I don't know. He was in it. I will watch Guardians again, but it'll be at the Dollar Show or it'll be on cable or. Uh. Um, do I want to see it again? Yeah, but I don't. I just don't need to go see it right now. Right, right. I think after talking to you guys, uh, I have a new uh, perspective on the movie. I think I might enjoy it a little more. I think once I get the frustration out of the way about seeing Merle in blue makeup <laughs> and about seeing Glenn Close, uh, they didn't yeah. give us enough explanation of the Nova Corps. No, they didn't. They, they, yeah, I, I wish they no. had done this more This movie that was too. incredibly dense. There was a lot of story, yep. and that, for Brad, took away the experience because I was confused a lot. I was like, what's going on? Where are they? Are they on Earth? I thought they were on Earth the whole time. That really? ship was going to crash into Earth. No, it's... Xander Prime or whatever. I don't know what it was, but I think it's somewhat noteworthy that this film came in uh just just under two hours. Yeah. It was like an hour fifty nine, something like that. It didn't to me it didn't feel long didn't because feel long. I agree. I was laughing the whole time. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I loved the movie. You yeah, and, I mean? and we don't need Lord of the Rings three hours and yeah. forty minutes in the chair. But it was interesting that they, you know, didn't give an extra ten minutes or I can fifteen think minutes of, or whatever. Several Marvel movie, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that I'd rather watch before I see this one again. So, uh, I may not see it in the theater, but I'm not much for going to movies second times. But yeah. I, I, I would like to own the DVD, heck, maybe even the Blu-ray of it. I am a big fan of seeing a movie a second time in the theater if it really struck me the first time oh, around. How many um, times did I say I saw Prometheus? Yeah, I like I like ridiculous. to I like to verify my my thoughts and. Uh, <laughs> I just say this uh, walking out of the theater, um, I put this. I mean, this is this is as good as any comic book movie I've ever I've ever watched, and uh, I just I walked out of the theater just happy. I was just I was happy to have been a part of it. I was thankful I to like- Marvel for giving it to us. And and again, you know, I'll say it one last time: not the greatest movie I've ever seen, but I just I enjoyed every aspect except for Gamora. I enjoyed every single bit of that movie. I did like the the scene where the four of them banded together and was like sharing the power from the gym with each other, and they yeah, took, they took Ronan yeah. out like that. That was a cool scene. The uh, the fact when Peter Quill has that line about like I'm distracting you, yeah, you know, oh yeah. That was that very was, funny. <laughs> Chris Pratt did a really good job. Bravo. And I've I've yeah. seen one season's worth of Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. and he always entertained me 
in that. And see, I've Have you seen, seen the first season of Parks and Rec? That's the only one I've seen. Okay, he he grows into a yeah. different character later. Yeah. Still the same character, but he's kind of almost despicable a little bit in that first season. Yeah, he was. But he gets better and But more. He, was, he was an entertaining yeah. character, and I really did enjoy... He seems to have had. He seems to have a good sense of timing, comedy, comedic yeah. timing, especially in this movie. Yeah. So, having said that, um, that's all I have. To say, that's all I got to say about that. Who keeps calling you, brother? Plano ISD, which is incredibly ironic. So, stop calling me Plano ISD. Isn't it ironic? Yeah. We need your students so we can so our numbers will be up. Yeah, of course I got a uh, one of the guys I work with. Uh, he moved from Alabama, and he's getting spam from his former kids' school district <laughs> in Alabama. So it's not just me. Wow, that was a marathon ep- issue episode. How long guys. is that bad boy? Let's see. I have to hold this is way it a back. Flat two hours, and I think it's a flat two hours. I'm gonna have to get Escaletto to do the pre. Dude, for I, this. I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Uh, don't be afraid to cut this into two parts. Do the first hour, and then you know what? Come back next week for part two. That it, it diminish I, it, it. People don't have to commit so much of the dang life to it, and uh, we get uh, two weeks of original content out of it. Now, well, how about, I, 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 well, about, and I will stress this: next week I'm actually out of town during the week. Well, then let's let's take the time right now to re- to record an ending for the first part. Okay. Okay. Here you go. Stay tuned next week for the exciting conclusion of the Guardians of the Galaxy episode of Half Hour Wasted. I was expecting more of a little, uh, like, hey, guess what? We decided to, when we, we got Here, done recording let's the whole thing. Let's each do one. Bill okay. just says, let's each do one. I, I thought, I've got another one. do all one together. Okay. Okay. Hey, okay. hey, you still there? You still listening? Man, I realize this is kind of in the middle of a sentence almost, or I... I really don't know where we stop the content of the show, but this hey, this together. is the funny. He's doing this is it. really this is the funny wrong. part. Okay. This is the funny He's part. Fine. You want to you want to listen to the rest of this episode? You're not going to hear it, at least not this week. Right, you'll hear it next week. And in order for people to really get the message, I'll put a ear piercing sound effect or something in the middle of put a fart. of a sentence. Nice. Put a fart right, and then you cut you right on there. So oh, uh, I love that. Yeah. So can uh, you do a fart? Just do it right now. No. Well, you give me you? a few minutes. Maybe we could like manufacture <laughs> some chocolate pizza. We manufacture some chocolates with 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 metal rods that that spring, spring through your cheeks at the cheeks. end. And then they could eat that. They could have the spring surprise, and then they could hear this message. Good lord. Okay. So <laughs> what they're listening to was that now, a poor idea? What they're listening to now is the is the end of part one. Yes. So does that mean we need to record a beginning to part two? Uh, no. Well, okay. Yep. Yeah, here, yeah, here's the intro. I'll do the intro. And now, here's the continuation of Half Hour Wasted episode. What episode was it, Brad? 376. 376. Listen up. Well, no, this, no, no, this would good. be 377, though. Listen. This is through episode three seventy seven coming up now. Are we doing? Yeah, a, it's, are, are we, it's coming it right now. Are well, we doing three seventy six? We could do three seventy six, part A and part B. I mean, yeah, we're we're we not started, done with the chaotic. I said three seventy six. Yeah. There's a bunch of chaotic so over talking left to be done. Okay, okay, okay. I before do, we I actually do, get to the episode, but it'll just be a second. Just hang on. Let me do it. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. You're listening. Hi. Thank you. This is hi. Project Frank. Listen. You're listening now. Enjoy the second half. Of a half hour waste is episode three. What episode, Greg? Seventy-seven. Three seventy-seven. 
You are a half hour wasted. wasted. See? I did. Say, say, say it again. again. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> now enjoy the second half of episode 376, which is now 377. Half hour wasted. This is this is Frank. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. It's like that. You don't even have to think about it. You just pop it so, out. Now I'm totally confused as to which part that we just recorded we're gonna hear and which. Just bit. put the whole. Just, damn just cut that in half out. too. Just don't cut that in half too. It. Yeah. Just one episode. Yeah. No, two episodes. We there's some it's material. It's for the people. In the, I, I I tell you what we'll do. I'll post on Facebook, and I'll say, oh, "Do you I want like this it. episode? This two hour episode we recorded? I like it. Please to vote. Be put out as a." Two-hour episode or two one-hour episodes? I smell what The Rock is cooking. All right. In fact, I'll do it right now. So um, And use the internet to get on Facebook. Ooh. Oh, okay. Salacious. I like to use terminology that's hip. Mm-hmm. Yes. And with it. And okay. And is cutting edge. I prefer words that are obsequious and Byzantine, but that's mm-hmm. just me. Paragram of the typhoid fever. You know, the internet is a popular source of information. <laughs> That's a wrap. Until next time, I'll see you on the pan over to the trucking shop before it fades to black. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dear internet, no. how are you? I am fine. Hang on, I'm looking for the closed music. Where is it? It's been a while. So when us. will we be back? Soon. We'll figure that out. Yeah, we don't know. But I'm out of net. But I'm. But I am. I am actually out of town next week. We don't know. Okay. I'll be back Saturday. That's the wrong. But music. in the evening. Yeah, I really. You've been listening to a half hour wasted. Proud member of HHWLOD Podcast Network. Guys, it's great to be back from hiatus. Though we, we don't know when we're going to be back after this. Send us a send us a voicemail at 972-798-3830 and label it for half hour wasted. Also, you can drop us an email at half hour wasted at gmail.com. We only got one email while we're around. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter at half hour wasted. We also got Build a Voice. Hi there. Brad, what's your what's your Twitter? Brad the Milo? Uh, uh, Brad Milo. Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. And because we tweet No, he's uh, the voice underscore the, HHW. The voice underscore hhw right so what is okay. this twitter our twitter yeah. no i'm just i'm just uh at the voice hhw the voice i thought there was an underscore in there no sir there my bad oh back up rewind there you go okay so <laughs> with that said guys thanks for listening we are going to be back soon uh go to facebook and tell us what to do i love you <laughs>